0: Hey guys, how you living? Good. Glad to hear that. Fantastic. All right. So in this episode, my buddy Joshy from Joshy's Kitchen down at the Uncle Tito's Merle's Island stopped by to talk about things. We got a, a little bit of a, a a little bit of a monumental conversation in this, and we did not plan on doing that. We actually sort of kind of veered off from our, from the bullet points that I had made in, in a. In a good way I sort of planned on that And we got to talk about Sobriety and the good parts of that How uh, The things that we do In our free time That we, uh, after being a musician Josh was also a musician For a very long time Talked about how Life sort of becomes Very similar to things Or, or we view it to the way that We view music and if that makes any sense to you, good for you. Um, also, uh, we're going to start for, and I, and I don't want to sound like a bum, but we're going to start doing some GoFundMe things and Patreon things and start raising a little bit of money to upgrade this uh, little studio situation that we got, so as far as the mixer that we have and a way of getting it into the computer here, we're probably going to be uh, upgrading all of that, so definitely keep an eye out for a Patreon page, it's going to be linked to the Merle's on the Stuff page, as well as maybe a GoFundMe, and we'll have an exact number of something that we're going to be trying to reach on that, but... Don't want to sound like a bum, but if you guys are enjoying this thing at all, and if if you find it in your heart to help out at all, that'd be kind of cool. Taking lead from you, Tyler Brown. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. So, the music and movies that were suggested in this episode by Brother Joshy was Mike Ferris, check that out, Uh, Nina Simone, anything by Nina Simone, anything by John Coltrane, check out those artists, and for watching, check out Shameless, which you can find, I'm pretty sure, on Showtime, and maybe some on Netflix, maybe, not sure, probably on Prime, also uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, an episode with Aziz Ansari, which I've suggested the show before, but definitely watch the one with Aziz some really good points in that. And one of my favorite shows of all time, Freaks and Geeks. Definitely watch Freaks and Geeks. You'll be turned on to something that you didn't realize you liked Anyway, without further ado, here's episode number 20 of Merl's on the stuff. Enjoy, folks. Alright, check again there for us. And... Yeah, hey. Hey, how are we doing, YouTube?
1: How we doing? What's the what's the podcast called? Merl's on the stuff. Merl's in the stuff. Hey, hey, how we doing, Merle's in the stuff. Joshy Merle's up in, in the stuff. house. Yeah, there we go. Get on it like that. Joshy up in the house. Merle's in the stuff. How we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, let's pick up from there. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. So uh <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Um, so brother Joshie here, who uh, I don't know if I don't know if uh, I've mentioned that he was coming before but he's here in the flesh in the flesh in the flesh so um we were talking the other day joshy was listening to uh the the freezing freezing foods (laughs) the freezing foods episode Mm -hmm. was like hey man that's kind of cool i'd like to do something like that and here we are. Here we are. Speaking you shall find. <laughs> Seeking you shall find. What's going on in the world? What's happening? <laughs> so, Joshy from Joshy's Kitchen at the Uncle Tito's. Uh, Adam told me your new logo is badass, by the way. It is super sweet.
1: Uh, it, has, the it, fork. it has forks on it that look like this. I guess you can only see it if you're on YouTube. So if you're listening, you may need to get on YouTube as well.
0: Yes. <laughs> and definitely speak to where the, the phone can, can hear you <laughs> as well. Because the microphone ain't going to be shy about picking you up.
1: That's right. Microphone. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So what was the first thing? What was your aha moment? when you were cooking something and you finally realized, hey, man, other people actually like this. Maybe I should do this. Uh, shit.
1: I don't know. Um, I used to – I think the Sicilian in me um, it made me always want to cook for people, so I always used to have, like, dinner parties and shit. Yeah. And uh, – but a lot of them, when I was young, the food wasn't that great, and, and the people were just – cool like <laughs> i kind of yeah. knew the food wasn't very good but I, I just really was like trial and error man like i was raised on fast food and so when i was little my one of my first memories is i got on a bike rode up to uh the piggly wiggly and bought a steak a baked uh a potato and a can of green beans and i was gonna have a steak and potato and it was the worst steak of my life like and i was like what did i do wrong here how can i fix this (laughs) like something's got to be wrong
0: because so like many things it was bred out of curiosity
1: exactly and and i was tired of eating fast food man um i was just kind of raised on that uh um we're busy or we you know My family always worked and stuff, and we always had after-school activities and whatever else. So it was like, uh, that's the quick option, man. And it's like, I swear, man, when I was like 12, I hit this point where I was like, I can't eat another McDonald's cheeseburger. (laughs) Please don't make me. (laughs) And you know what sucks
0: is they're so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I crave them to this day. I make the, the most delicious food all day long, and still, I still crave uh McDonald's cheeseburgers just a little single cheeseburger yeah. man like or the fries like the coke the coke is delicious <laughs>
0: there everywhere else yeah yeah oh it yeah. really is on reddit they coca cola has uh like they they have a special filtration system that they only provide to McDonald's for the water that goes into. Like it's a big deal. I read about it on Reddit, All right. which made me want McDonald's. And <laughs> the founder, the movie on Netflix. You watched that yet? With with, with Beetlejuice in it, fucking Michael Keaton and uh, Ron Swanson plays uh or fuck Nick Offerman plays the one of the McDonald's brothers. Have you seen that? No, the founder, bro. Oh, it's just about out. Ray Kroc, huh? The guy who who uh, pretty much. Uh, franchised the McDonald's idea from the McDonald's brothers. Okay, all right. It's really good. You should watch it, but just know that you're going to binge on about $30 of McDonald's <laughs> after you watch it because it's going to make you just, just have to have it. It's just, just it. chopped full of so, subliminal messaging and, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I've, only, I've <laughs> only had fast food three times since I, I, I stated that. I was really trying to not do that. All I mean, right, in all my right. life, it's just kind of impossible to not. Run into fast food. I, I don't think.
1: I think the way society is set up now, it's as I was sitting at Chick Fil A earlier. <laughs> I think uh, I had this thought. This is. I think society is literally set up to where we have to eat fast food. Yeah. When can you sit down and cook yourself three meals a day? I got to go to work. I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> and I, I mean, uh, my work day consists of about. Uh, on a bad day, six hours of time, and even still, I'm not gonna cook three meals a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I cook for a living,
1: but I would, when I get to work, I get so busy that I can't cook for myself. Yeah. And then when I do, I mean, there are times where I'll literally be the first meal I've eaten that day, and sit down and take one bite of food, and somebody comes up and says, "Man, I, you know, can I get such and such?" and Either you're at work or you, you know what, yeah. you got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got two choices there. I can say, hey, I'm going to finish this food and I'll get with you in a minute. And they're probably not going to eat because where where are they going to yeah, go? exactly. Fast food. Yeah,
0: somewhere <laughs> that's fast. You
1: got to make it fast. Yeah, dude. I mean, people all the time, I've even uh, not compromised my menu, but I've made things that I didn't want to make that people. I don't know, I guess uh request or whatever, because they want something fast. People yeah. don't wanna know what's the best thing I have. A lot of time the mo the most common question is what's the fastest
0: thing you can make? Well usually it's people who are trying to to, to eat <laughs> off maybe a little bit of too much of a buzz and they need something quick or it's like, I need something quick so that I can get that bed down so that I can start drinking.
1: Oh yeah. Or, or they're at that point where they've completely lost concept of time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, just not there, <laughs> just not even <laughs> present. You know, so I love when, uh, I'll tell somebody, Hey, uh, uh, can I have a pepperoni pizza? Sure, it's gonna be about ten minutes. And about thirty-five seconds later, they peek around the corner. Is my pizza ready yet? <laughs> nope, bro. We literally just ended this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> that's funny. Oh yeah. What, so, what was your first dish that, like, that, like, like, where you you said the one steak that you made was the worst steak you ever made? What was the first dish where you were like, oh shit, this is it. This is bomb. Huh. Um.
1: Man, probably something Italian, probably something uh I think I made Meatballs and I've I this is at risk of showing how old I am. There was no YouTube back then. <laughs> YouTube.
0: <laughs> Definitely not a YouTube that you could pay twelve ninety nine for and close the app and still play the song. Yeah, no shit. Shout out to Red.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Red. <laughs> but uh no, I just I I had the weirdest thought one day that I was going to make meatballs. And uh, I lived in this little apartment in Surfside, and I I called my dad. And I was like, Dad, why don't you come over for dinner? I made meatballs. And it was really weird because I I probably count on one hand how many times my dad's come over for dinner. And he was like, sure, I'll be right there. And while we were eating, I knew they were good, but my dad just kept, like, you know, laughing up these meatballs. And he was like, son, like, these are like my – my grandmother's you know and you you damn. didn't you didn't know my grandmother and like how did kind of like how did you get this recipe and i was like space and time <coughs> yeah you know and i was like i don't know where it came from dude i've never made a
0: meatball in my damn life and did you do the three what do you mean did you do veal uh pork and and uh uh i think i got a mix beef
1: yeah it whatever, was a. I think. You know what it was? It was actually a meat loaf mix, but it was the same thing. It okay, was yeah. Veal, uh, veal, chicken, chicken maybe? Chicken, no. maybe. I know pork. I'm not real sure. Again, I've never made it before. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, <laughs> did, though. Didn't know. Um, kind of, I mean, did an egg wash, uh, uh, baked them off in the oven so they got round, and then yeah. put them in the gravy. And so, I mean, did... Er- later on when I learned actual like t- cooking techniques, I was like, wow, I can't believe I got that right. Yeah. But I did. It was like, I've, I've done it before. See, you that's know? the
0: sort of things that bridge like space and time. Well, I'm going to go, space I'm going to go that like, little, time. little, 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 uh, spacey for a second, but like, there's certain things I can tell that I do like things that I, like my grandmother cook that I will cook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck that's close right like i mean i know it's not the same and i never asked her how she did it and and like there's certain things that i did ask my grandmother how to make and i you know granted i'm glad that i moved out of the house kind of early and i still had my grandmother alive when i was out in the world on my own learning how to cook for myself and i had her to call and ask certain things right so i know how to make her sweet tea and shit (laughs) like that you know but i never asked her how to make her gravy like, like breakfast gravy, like, like white gravy. Sure. Milk and, gravy. Yeah. Milk gravy. Mm. Exactly. So I just tinkered around with it a couple of times and I got it pretty fucking close. Oh man. It's amazing that like you could do something like, like that you, you, you never knew my mom and you made meatballs just like her. Yeah. That that situation happens. Uh, these things are in your DNA, man. I, you know, I think so. Recycle it, your plastics.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't, you know, I was even thinking of this the other day, like how relatable food is to music, especially for me, because I don't know, just a lot of times I I get, a, I get a lot like, you know, Josh, I wish you were doing more music and, and, you know, for sure. I I miss that. Here, scoot that mic
0: in a little bit. Sorry. I
1: miss that side of it. um, But I still feel like I get to be almost that. Artistic still, Uh, yeah. Music is so relatable to food. It's really subjective. Certain people love certain types of food. I mean, we'll eat it ten times a day, but the same person, their buddy, will be like, "I can't stand that kind of food." Oh yeah, absolutely. And so you see what I'm saying? Just like music, like some people have to listen to a certain song fifty times a day, and certain people, like, if I hear that song another damn time, you know, it'll be (laughs) wagon wheel, (laughs) wagon wheel. Mm. Exactly. But, uh, I don't know. So I still feel like I get to express myself in such a form that, you know, I know from a music background that there's no possible way to make everybody happy. There ain't no there's not even close. Yeah. If yeah. you if you go into it with that that mindset, you are gonna set yourself up for destruction. Never made,
2: never made, never make
1: everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, but if you go, hey man, this is a good product. This is something that, you know, you can consistently do. Consistently. Like look look at the best uh players in Nashville. They're not the ones who can do all these you see them in YouTube doing these scales and up and down. They're the ones who can hold the one and four like a clock yeah the simple is simplest and they're the ones who record on every single thing because it's all about the consistency doing being able to do the same thing over and over and over doing something extravagant
0: one time is not enough
1: exactly that's just a a, a miraculous moment that that's a, a beautiful moment in time but if you can't recreate it what good is it
0: yeah exactly and i agree and there's a lot of similarities and you uh I, I've I've come to find out that just talking for, with other musicians over the years is that after you 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 are a musician for so long you do everything else in your life like you play music <laughs> I love it yeah. you know yeah. it's like you do everything else in life like you play music it's like okay well I didn't really know what was going on here in the beginning but I kind of figured it out eventually so you kind of take that approach to everything so what is like your uh. I don't know, it's like your your, 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 crea- your, your creative ability or whatever, or your, your creativeness in making music to spill over into actually making food. How do you, like, I don't know, how was it easy to make that transition as far as, like, where the, do you get what I'm saying? Like, where the, where the vessel or, or the, the, the heart of wherever that creativity comes from comes from the same place with the music and the food. Was it an easy transition to go from making music to making food, as far as that creativity is concerned? Actually, yeah. Um, I know that was really weirdly worded. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. mind blown. You right
1: now? Um, yeah. Uh, I think that was the part that I just got like. I didn't really know where I got it from, but I just did. And I was like, wow, I'm really lucky to have this kind of outlet that, that just fell right into basically what I've been doing. Like every day I relate it and I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is, I'm, I'm not doing anything different. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm playing music, man. It's just in the form of a taco. I'm,
2: <laughs> you know? I hear you, man. I hear you,
1: man. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm using... A, uh, I had an art teacher, man. He just passed away. Mr. Roth, bless his heart, bless his soul. Um, he was one of the most uh, influential people in my life. And uh, he always told me, he goes, Josh, don't, um, don't ever be a one-trick pony. And for years, I tried to figure out what the hell that even meant. And I'm pretty sure... It kind of means like don't put all your eggs in one basket don't yeah. be don't be really good at one thing 100%. be you know like don't it's good to be great at something that's that's awesome, but like don't make that define you, yeah, you know, like I mean those people end up driving themselves crazy, yeah, and i I think I almost did to be honest with you, like food kind of saved me like I thought uh music defined me for ever i was like that's who i am that's what i do and i'm gonna live this life and that life almost killed me (laughs) i (laughs) mean i'm gonna tell you like i was like man and 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 the sad part is you don't even know it you 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 have no clue like everyone around you could be like bro you know and you just you just don't see it because it feels like it's right it feels like you're doing everything right and man in a way like that I'm telling you, food's kind of saved me in more ways than one, not just monetarily. <laughs>
2: That's
0: YouTube. so good to hear, man. <laughs> That's you know? so good to hear. Like, like uh, just knowing that it, I, I feel the same way about the the little minor woodworking, the trinkets that I've been doing, and just a little random, just anything like that to be like, okay, so there's here's something else that I may be able to do one day where i'm not confined it's almost like you're 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 imprisoned by whatever one thing you're best at that you make money with like your job or your profession you have to have something else that you can do recreationally. i was telling Smitty the other day like i love to read and study things now and learn how to do things or learn about other things now like I would have never dreamt of that when I was young. All I wanted to do when I was young is exactly what I'm doing now, which is playing music. Yeah. But now I find myself in my free time, and my recreational time, like doing what I would have never dreamt of doing as a kid, which is studying and reading and learning things. Well, you know,
1: I think that uh, kind of like goes to what we were talking about a couple days ago, almost like what we would talk about while we're sitting here. And it's like people change. You can, you can change your, if you're open to it, you can change your perception of things, man. I, one of the biggest changes for me, dude, one of the biggest changes for me lately is just going, you know what? Just because I've looked at this way for 38 years, doesn't mean I have to look at that way anymore. That's, that's my own choice. That's my own choice. Yeah, You know, uh, uh, recently a friend sent me this, this cool, I love, um, Eastern philosophy and stuff like that, but it was a, a cool story and it was like, um, a, a samurai challenged a monk and, uh, and the, the samurai said, uh, um, you know, explain to me the difference, um, between heaven and hell. And the monk looked at the samurai and says, you're a waste of my time. You're nothing but a, a lout, you know, like yeah. he, he, this. And so the samurai got so offended. He took out his sword and was like, you, how dare you, uh, you know, uh, dishonor me by saying that I'm a yeah. samurai, you know? And he, he said, and the, the, the monk said that the monk replied is hell. And the samurai kind of looks at him, cocks his head and says, She's the sword, puts it back in, and says, ah, "You know what? I, I kind of see. I kind of see what that's you're saying here. You know what's? I, I see your point." And then the monk replied, "That is heaven." So it's like, it, that's good. It's as simple. It's as simple as that, man. Like you, you, you can make it. it. Heaven is what you make it, and hell is what you make it. And it says right there in in the the simplest Lord's Prayer, "Heaven as it is on earth." yeah dude it says it right there you know and i man i'm really i'm not a, a religious type i didn't really grow up in churches or anything like that but i believe in god and i i i, I have a, a spiritual being you know but oh, yeah but i i truly believe lately like it's kind of what you make it you know like exactly. have you ever you ever seen somebody that had a giant fucking smile on their face and they probably had $50 in the bank and you wondered why is that guy so happy? Yeah. But he, they, they, got it f- figured they figured it out. They it figured out. it out. Got to figure it out. It's all about being happy in your own damn skin, man. That's it. And like it, once you figure out being happy in here, man, everything else is just like like the sprinkles on the cake, man.
0: <laughs> like yeah. it's like shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick is finding where your happiness lies. like and. And you know just as well as I do, you saying that, that you're glad you found food because that's something that you can bring your secondary happiness from. Because once you make, uh, anybody who is a musician and becomes a musician, I don't see anybody who didn't want to be a musician become one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Usually those people sort of had an idea that that's what they were going to do. Yeah, you rarely it so the other way around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so whenever that happens, more often than not, when you do it professionally, it sort of becomes that work thing where you get, you get that feeling about it that you get about work, which is definitely something that you love, but it also comes with that feeling of necessity and you have to do it and Mm -hmm. you're bound to doing it. That makes you feel a certain way about it. So it's, it's very conflicting from a musician standpoint, which you understand that we it, the the place where we first found that real happiness is sort of robbed now, and we don't have that happiness from that anymore. So we have to replace it with something else. But it's a good thing that we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I I don't want to talk too much about it. And you say you don't want to talk too much about it because there's a lot of happiness that comes from being able to look at things with a clear perspective. Oh man, yeah, that ain't the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's hard to find any kind of happiness in anything other than what your old faithful would be, which would be music. And it would be it's hard to find happiness in just random things and there's too by the way. Thank you. Um without a clear perspective. Right. So do you want uh you want to talk about that at all just a little bit or do you or you want to stay away from that <laughs> uh, shit um
1: I don't know man uh I think for me was really um making some life changes uh, uh kind of going back to what I was saying before like I'd wrapped my my whole being around a rock star persona. I, I had uh, lived my life off of this ego that I, I like, molded and, like, made this shield of armor. Like, yeah. no matter what, um, in, in Nashville, when there was uh, a thousand of me, they looked just like me. They had tattoos just like me, and they all were better, if not. <laughs> Way yeah. better than me. You know, a yeah. drummer, percussionist, maraca guy. I'm like, let me just be the maraca guy. And they're like, no, nah, we got 12 of those guys, you know. <laughs> I mean, a,
0: a maraca guy? Really? Like, yeah, 12 of them. <laughs> That's all he does, too. And what's crazy is that his maraca guy is probably a better kit drummer than most people. Yeah, yeah. would we'll just blow our freaking yeah. minds, you know. And he sets up
1: – he puts the cymbals up for – yeah, whoever. he's the drum tech. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've literally seen that happen. Um, but no, just like, uh, I don't know. Recently where I, I decided to make some life changes where I realized that I'd built this, like... Um, Character? Yeah, like like somebody who I wasn't. Um, I thought I was always an extrovert, and dude, I am not.
0: <laughs> same here, brother. Holy shit. Same here, brother. That you know, guy was. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, same here, man. Uh,
1: but that... that um. You know, uh, th- I like how you put it that way. That guy was. Um, yeah. Th- it, that was still me. I created that person. It, I think we all have it in oh, us. Absolutely.
0: Everybody has I, it. I 100% do. Yeah. Without a doubt.
1: Everybody has the ability in themselves to do things they don't
0: want to do. Mm-hmm. Some act on it <laughs> unknowingly as well. Like unbeknownst to yourself, like you could be just just doing these things, <coughs> or that that person whoever that is cuz they sort of take over. Right. And and I I've been there 100%. You've seen it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um it took uh it took a a lifelong friend of mine. Um we went on this trip. <coughs> Man, he was like, "Dude, I love you." And <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's all good, man. It's all coming from a good place. It took a
1: (laughs) fuck. It took this dude to tell me something that nobody would. Nobody would. I mean, that shit saved my life. Because I thought I was a fucking rock star. And uh, 10 feet tall and invincible. And, uh, <laughs> I need... I n- needed to hear that more than anything. Um... Because I needed to be brought back down. And that ego, that ego that I'd built up was like a, a force field that I'd built to protect me. But it was really keeping me from from good things. It was keeping me from every good thing. And it took a, a lifelong friend to say, dude, you owned Rockstar. You, you were – you owned the persona. Everywhere you went – We would go out and you would sign autographs at Walmart. I seen it. We were there, and it was the most ridiculous shit ever. And you'd be like, (laughs) "What? You want my autograph? Why?" You know, you you were always humble. It wasn't that you just you 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 felt you built this persona, and you you didn't know how to get rid of it. It it was like your
0: it becomes addictive
1: your your blood, dude. It it was my it was how i survived that's how i ate for 20 years that's how i ate that's yeah. how i put food in my belly is that that persona of you thinking i was i mean i would sign a uh, an autograph and i would have 40 dollars in the bank and in the back of my head i'd be like i can't believe this person wants my autograph because if they only knew i have 40 dollars in the bank but for whatever reason and. I just, it didn't matter if I had $40 in the bank because I was depositing checks of that ego, like <laughs> left oh, yeah. and right. I mean, my, my ego bank account was millions. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. By the way, we're all broke. Yeah. Musicians, we're all broke. Yeah. There ain't no damn money yet, man. That's, that, hence the uh, monetary comment from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we're all broke. The people, uh, the, a common question I get, you know, uh, I can't believe you're not playing music, or why are you not playing music? And my first answer is because I'm too busy making money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the thing, man. That's the thing. Not a lot of people understand is like that. You think they're like, oh man, I see your name. I they, I hear you on the radio all the time when they're promoting cornbread shows or whatever, and they think it's all going well. And I'm, which is going great. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's going going well. But it's like, yeah. I mean, we ain't we ain't like <laughs> we no. out here rolling in it. or nothing. It is
1: nothing like, it ain't you, nothing think like it is. you think it is. It ain't like, even it's, close. <laughs> it's
0: nothing, just 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 for just just for uh, uh, comparison. I hear the old heads talking. Musicians make the same thing today that they made back thirty years ago. So we yeah. have not gotten a raise over the years. There's no uh,
1: union or minimum <laughs> wage. Or it's a w- difference in Hollywood and Rec League. Like,
0: it's <laughs> like there's a huge difference in folks who do it in on the on the national stage to folks who do it on the local level.
1: I can I can dig it. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no medium ground. Um. That that's a oh man, definitely a side that that um unless you're in it you will never yep. truly truly experience. Nope. <laughs>
0: you don't know about you don't know about timing your your trip to Kroger just right so you don't run into anybody when you got to go to the coin star. Oh man, you don't uh, know nothing about that life. I
1: had uh, <laughs> I used to give away. I used to give away my uh, my drums my broken drumsticks at the end of shows and we played this festival one time and these kids started lining up and we had a bunch of broken drumsticks and uh so me and the other drummer Adam we're just passing out our sticks and the, the line keeps growing and so the next thing you know we're we're handing out sticks because we don't we want every kid to get one that that hopefully gets one but then we get down to like our sticks and we look at each other and we're like yeah. do you got money to, to go buy drumsticks and I'm like, like, no, did you got money to buy drumsticks? And he said, no. And then we had to say, sorry, kids. And one one, of them's mom actually cussed me out. was like, I see drumsticks right there. You won't give them to my son. And I'm like, I can't afford it. Broke lady. Broke lady. These Vader drumsticks that are $12 for a pair, which is $6 a piece. No, ma'am. I can't give
0: you a drumstick. (laughs) dude see that's another thing that not a lot of people understand too about this business is is like there's a lot of money that goes into instrument upkeep and just just gig upkeep and things of that sort like uh i'm 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 leaning off the mic now (laughs) i'm leaning way back but a lot of people don't understand there's like a lot of a lot of like uh I don't know. There's a lot of money that goes into replacing sticks or drum heads or strings or alcohol habits. Yeah. Or or (laughs) mic cables that go out or in the middle of a gig. And you, and you, if you don't have an extra one, which we call it, Oh oh shit cables. If you don't got an Oh shit cable, then you're, you're fucked. Oh yeah. And it's whoever, whoever don't sing, whoever, whoever don't sing as much. Adam's like, all right, man, here, take my mic. (laughs) I'm like, yeah i'd like to
1: you know one of the first things they said to us in nashville was uh you guys sounded really good last night let's talk about your show um now let's talk about what you were wearing he pointed at one of the members and i kind of raised my hand and i said uh did you just say what he was wearing like as far as like his his t-shirt he had on last night because we were all wearing t-shirts and jeans so uh, i don't really know what part of the wardrobe really comes into this um part of the we're talking about oh, yeah. possibly a record deal or maybe you're working on a record or whatever and uh he said, absolutely let's talk about you know your wardrobe yeah if, okay and after we talk well you you fellas need to go shopping and so they tell us to go shopping and we're like um well, who's gonna buy us
0: these clothes <laughs> you know you
1: speak of overhead yeah, exactly. like dollars. wait you want me to go buy a leather jacket i got fifty dollars in the bank bro <laughs>
0: Like yeah, I'm not getting is there what? goodies nearby? Yeah,
1: this whole uh <laughs> this whole um I don't know, uh, idea of record deals and, and signing bonuses and shit, nah man That shit those days is over, bro. I told
0: Adam and Smitty a long time ago uh that if if at all that was in their game plan that they should just mentally count me out of it <laughs> because I, I I said I love you to death I don't care if a dude's sitting here offering me three million dollars. If he's wanting to give me three million dollars to be someone that he wants me to be, then he can fucking uh, you know. I'll tell him where to take that three million dollars. But uh, I, I just there's not a number in the world, and I don't care. And you could you could say I'm lying. I don't give a shit. This is one hundred percent right here, live. One hundred percent true, right here. Ain't enough money in the world to take that from me. And that's all they're trying to do. They're giving you that money to buy you from yourself. Mm. Yep. And that's all it is. Because I read it even on the contract of American Idol, which if um, any listener who listened to the Why I Hate American Idol episode of this will already know this, but I don't, I don't know if you heard. Dude, American Idol will take like your likeness and your persona, everything about you... If you sign that contract to get onto American Idol, then becomes property of Sony BMMG. Like everything that you have ever recorded, everything that you've ever done, your likeness, like your appearance. Like if you, they tell me to shave my beard and I don't, I'm in breach of contract. Right. And that, that that's just for anybody who returns a, a, a pretty much returns a contract. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean the people who make it onto the show. So that's like everybody who waited in line from four o'clock in the morning until whatever time they get through. Those people are fucked, and that's just how shitty the record industry is. Yeah, and you you guys were actually up there, so you got to see firsthand. Just dirty, man. It like the little
1: fraction. I mean, just a glimmer glimpse of it was was not near what i imagined you know not that anything is
0: (laughs) it makes being a local musician in an area for the rest of your life a lot more appealing yeah uh i mean
1: again it's it's you know back to that being comfortable in your own skin thing man you know like that that's kind of up to you if you're happy being a, a local musician and really happy then There's nobody, nobody can take that from you. Zero. That is, you will always have that. You can, you can go play Bubba's anywhere. And if that's what you love to do, (laughs) no one can ever take that from you. (laughs) You can love that as much as you want. You can love it as much as you want. It's all about being happy. Just like you can hate it as much as you want. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's,
0: that's up to you, man. It's just like anything else in the world. Once you do one thing for long enough, it gets boring. But there's always little ways of making making it new again. And I don't know if it's anything like, like just playing a weird song or if it's seeing a random share on Facebook of a new dish. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Never yeah. done it before. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, know you, I know that you, you've seen something and just like, okay, I want to do this. And it's just. That's, I mean. Just, I That's love, the way you keep it interesting throw 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 yourself a curveball.
1: Yeah, I love and even that correlation to music and yep. there you, there you go again. Yep. I I do the same thing like Anytime I heard a a cool drum fill, I mean, it could be in a hip hop song or something. I don't even normally listen to. I just take that and make it my own. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what it's art is. Art is only something you've seen before and your re-representation of it. That's what art is, man. Or it's, it's sent to you by God. It was divinely sent. Oh, I, I just had an envision and I painted this out of, you know, complete memory or whatever Kind of like the meatballs, which happens often than we
0: like to admit
1: it happens, but you can't exactly um like that one trick pony if, if you're uh Bob Ross, if you're really good at painting trees and happy trees, yeah. you can go to work and paint those happy trees, but you can't say, all right, um God, I need you to um Throw out this really cool Buddha today, and you're probably still gonna paint them happy trees. <laughs> yeah,
0: <exactly. laughs> you know, like oh shit, you know what? I'm not really good at doing. Yeah, buddhas. I'm really good at doing trees though. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and that's um, I don't know, man. Like, I had an interesting conversation about karma earlier today, and I don't know if this is a good segue or not, but <laughs> you know, like, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're good on segways. but um. I mean really like I think people's concept of karma is is twisted. I think people think like, okay, if if I go donate to the homeless, then I'm creating good karma for myself. And that's not exactly how it works yeah, because
0: – If you do it in the name of good karma, then is it good karma?
1: Yeah, th- that's like – I don't know, man. Um, that's just not how – if that's how it worked and that, that would obviously – been kind of somewhat proven by now you would think with science and whatnot like hey man every time i donated fifty dollars to the homeless i won the lottery the next day more people would probably be donating fifty dollars to the homeless like i don't know every day <laughs> like people, shit like that would happen yeah. if that's how karma worked but yeah, that isn't how not. karma works man that's that is not again that, talk about changing now 10 years ago i thought that was a that was my perspective. Uh- Quick story, I I gave a homeless guy $5 one day. I went right to a gas station, bought a Coca-Cola, and pulled out a $5 bill from my pocket, bought a $5 lottery ticket, and won $500. Now, I was like, see, that's good karma from giving that homeless guy $5. No, no, no. (laughs) That is where you have been looking at it all wrong, man. You you need a different pair of glasses because that's just – to me, now, thank goodness – that's not karma. To me, karma is the energy that you put out, and sometimes you put out bad energy. Yeah. And when you come into good energy, it isn't you; it is somebody else's good energy that they put out into this earth. They, yeah. that they, it's like a. I said this earlier, literally to my friend, as we were sitting on a boat, and I said, you know, it's kind of like people going through the creek. Some people take their time and some people are really careful not to hit anything, not to disturb any nature, not to, not to do anything, but there's still a weight that comes off of their boat, but it's really small. But then you got those guys that are like, Hey, we're on vacation. I just rented this boat. I don't give a fuck. Pedal to the metal, wah, and this boom. I'll bring you another one if you fuck it up. I'm on vacation. Yeah. What we see our whole lives. Hey, screw y'all's inlet. I'm throwing my trash in here. I'm on vacation. You yeah. know, like whatever. But that's the diff That to me is karma. That there's no difference. We're all on a boat. We are all anywhere you go, you create this yeah. wake. You I, you're, you're putting that energy agree, out 100%. there.
0: I believe too that some that, that sometimes. The people who use karma in the wrong way or in a, in a dishonest way, I should say, will that that'll be answered within themselves, right? Like that's that's just crud that build up builds up on their soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just I don't know. I I, I have a very 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 unique view on karma, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I sort of took it from the Bible and other other just. I don't know, just other ancient beliefs and things. And I I believe this a good thing to not be a dick to, and and I mean, mentally, like don't even like, let these thoughts occur in your brain. Like people don't understand that that's how this shit works. Karma does karma goes beyond your, your actions. And it is in your thoughts. Like karma is within your ideals and the things that you like, a lot of people have a trouble being honest with themselves are not going to be experiencing a lot of good karma. Absolutely.
1: Because it starts with them. That's
0: Yes. That's the, the It starts with people's views of you. If you wanna be, if you wanna be public, if you wanna be get public recognition, like I hate a lot of a lot of shit that just gets posted on Facebook, like a oh, look at this cool thing that I did, look at me. And then it's like yeah, you can donate to the homeless as long as you take a selfie doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no, you going you gonna go and buy a bunch of McDonald's burgers and go out and pass them out to the homeless because you you want a lot of uh, hits on your post. That's that's I'm sorry, but that's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. And I, and 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 even but and this might get me in a lot of trouble. I know that a lot of kids like to see their dads when they come home from war or or whatever. And I mean but in the same breath is that a place for or is that is facebook the place for these these sorts of things and Whoa. i do love seeing these good i do love feel good video don't don't misunderstand what i'm saying love here. a
1: good tear jerker myself
0: don't misunderstand <laughs> what i'm saying here but that's just going to that's just going to then may be an option for everything else. Like people think that that's where the rewards lie. Right. It's like, if you don't put it on Facebook, does it count? Right. Right. And it creates that sort of mentality, which I don't agree with. So don't misunderstand anything that I just said at all. And negative about my dad's coming home. Yeah don't, yeah. don't don't mishear that.
1: I think, I think, uh, I mean, i certainly got your point. I see like, yeah. like glorifying the fact of, of, of like glorifying the glorification of of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that, I I get it. Um, I'm the same way. I I feel like to me by doing, doing those things by, by giving yourself recognition and that's basically what you're doing is saying like, look, I I did this, but you really want to do it for yourself because you want the likes and whatever else it's, that's somewhat you're, you're, you're playing God. You're, 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 try, you're basically trying to not only control the instance, but also the outcome. Yeah. And from, what, from my experience, we don't control don't the control. outcome. We don't control the outcome.
0: Control <laughs> yeah. I've, I've learned that it's easier to just float along through this thing and let life happen and uh, and just get out of its way yeah it's my it's my mo in life to get out of its way oh yeah you know i just want to get out of its way if it wants to move a certain way i'm i'm with that whatever it wants to do i'm totally fine with i just i just don't want to be in the way yeah oh yeah
1: you know uh, i have a friend that tells me all the time he says you know um you just have to be careful um There's nothing wrong with working hard and realizing when you're working hard, but just make sure you're not paddling upstream. And man, (laughs) dude, that's some heavy shit, you know, like, cause you you could be chugging and and you could be so concentrating on just the the general work of chugging and not realizing that you're paddling against the current, man. You're going against nature, against that, that ripple, uh, you know, the, the, the wake behind the boat, you're you're trying to recreate where the wake's going to end up. Yeah. And no, man, <laughs> once you started that wake, that wake's going to end up where it's supposed to.
0: Exactly. You and know? me and Smitty were talking the other day about a preconceived notion. Like, everybody has a preconceived notion. Sure. Which it's never, and, and it rarely ever, and I say never, it rarely ever works out the way that people expect that it's going to. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, that's I think that's the number one killer, man, is... Um, expectations I'm my killer of dreams yeah it's because without getting into detailed but you know I kind of manifested this thing in my life and it, it was I mean still unbelievable to this day but it didn't exactly work out how I had expected it so it ruined it and not completely. There were good things that came about it, but it was nothing like I expected. So I was like, "It's it's ruined." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of like. Uh,
0: I wanted a blue one.
1: Yeah. yeah, like uh, I mean, I wanted a brand new Porsche, and you know, whatever, blah blah. blah but all they—they they were all out of blue, and they, I got a yeah. red one instead. What? It'd so be sweeter if I had the blue one. Yeah, it's a freaking Porsche. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> <You> know? Like <laughs> I mean, that's—I uh, don't know. Expectations, I think, is a freaking killer, man. Like American Idol. Um, yeah. Speaking of segues, this is a good segue. Th- that right there, like expectations, has has like killed. The youth of America because oh, they million all million expect everything for fucking nothing.
0: And they think that that's the way to go about it. They think just because Justin Bieber got famous on YouTube that you can do that too.
1: Exactly, man. I mean, dude, uh, it, it's scary. It's scary. Like seeing the youth of America, I, I I know younger people and they're like, they had no doubt in their mind that they're going to be famous. Okay. They can't really tell you why they're going to be famous. Now, here's the difference. I had the same attitude when I was 16. Man, there were people – you could run into people, and they would say, you were the most confident, cocky, little son of a bitch, you know, but – yeah. You were not afraid. You would walk into any room and say, what's up? Let's go rock. Listen to these yeah. bongos, you know, and not even
0: really know what you're doing, but just kind that of confidence f- carries you a long way.
1: Fake it till you make it as, as well. Yeah. yeah. Use that ego and just, hey, man, if I don't know how to do it, just just act like I do it. Just act like you own it. And, you know, that 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 got me a long way. But here's the difference. That but plateaus. here's a difference. I actually worked towards being a musician for a long time. Time, yeah. 20 plus years. W- kids were really good at playing Super Mario when I was younger. I, I never got past the fifth level. You know why? Because I was doing rudiments and not playing Super fucking oh, Mario. Man, I'll
0: fuck you up in Mario. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm still not good at it because I was going, you know, yeah. like that's, I mean, I-, I got obsessed with it and I'm like, I'm going to be the best at this <laughs> ever. But here's the difference between kids these days. Now, I didn't, I-, I got close. I had a piece of it and I worked for years and had a g- Killer career, tons of memories, friends that will last a lifetime. I never got to that point we were talking about where like I don't have fifty dollars in the bank
0: anymore, you yeah, know, like because exactly.
1: there's no middle ground. It's either you're struggling or you're rich. There's yeah. there's really not a middle ground. There's in There's really in, not. In like, music. It's
0: hard to be. It's hard to be a middle class working musician. And it doesn't exist. And uh, not that I know of, you can
1: play beach music, I think, but that's not.
0: Well, <laughs> you know? I would say that there's not a whole lot of room outside of the niche work, right. Like if you if you have a niche, like if you you want to stick to them, we we talk about this a lot in in uh, in cornbread. Is the you know when are we going to make the turn and start doing originals, and uh, you know start doing doing that? But see, because we've marketed ourselves as 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 a cover band basically for as long as we have, it's hard to make that change just just it's hard to just just make that change so i I, we were talking about doing certain gigs where, like we'll announce a few weeks ahead of time we're going to be doing an all original set Mm -hmm. at this because that's you you sort of have to sure if you want to be the closest thing that we've got to what a middle class musician would be would be just in the cover band area which is where we are Right. right right now and that's I don't know. It's just, it's it's a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to do because we feel like we're not living out to our potential or whatever, you know, we feel like we do other people's things really well, mm-hmm. but are we showing people who we are through that or are we just showing people somebody else's stuff through us? Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough, man, it, but even that, like, y- you worked at it for a long time. You've been doing your craft for a long time. It's not like you just came on the scene and said, hey, everybody, we want a bunch of gigs. We're going to play some covers here. And by the way, we're going to do originals when we want to. No, man. It's like you got to earn your stripes for that. Yes. You, you, you really do. Like, why, why are we going to listen to shit we've never heard? Because if you do originals, you, by the way, no one's ever heard it. Dude, the yes. only people you've uh, ever heard is you. So there's no hook line. There's nothing for anybody to sing along to. <laughs> I mean,
0: because no one
1: knows it. Especially in this
0: area with listeners who are trained to hear just things that are on the jukebox or whatever. Those people will, as soon as they realize they don't know the song, they stop listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh oh, Like, as yeah. soon as they realize that they don't know the song, they're done listening. Yeah. And, and they don't give a fuck. It's it's whatever you want to do, you do your thing because they're going to be watching videos on YouTube at their table, showing them <laughs> to the guy next to them, and that's what's going to happen. Ew, ew. But you oh, know, man. you know that. No, no offense, YouTube, we love you, baby. <laughs> Feeling groovy, all right. All right. I keep double I keep double taking too because we've had a couple of times when the video froze up, right. And I want to make sure that if it does freeze up, that I catch it in time enough to.
1: Don't be freezing up the- out there, YouTube. It back
0: on. <laughs> Don't freeze up, YouTube. Stay groovy, baby. So we're um, we all across the board on this, but this is really good. because yeah. last, last episode uh, I did with Smitty, we just realized, I realized that somebody who I talk to a lot, we really don't need any bullet points or things because we converse so well. Sure. Like, and, uh, but one of the things that I have here is, uh, I know that we, we talked, we touched on it a little bit, but. Uh, and I, I, we won't talk about the vessel in which you've done this, but you are recently sober. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I am sober as well uh, for a, a little while now. Over a year for you? How long is it? Over two years for Two me now. years. Holy cow. March first was oh. uh two years. Wow. So what
1: how has your life changed since you put down the drink of alcohol? Well
0: <laughs> Well, uh since I put down the drink of alcohol, I have uh started writing a lot, writing a lot of music or not just music, just writing a lot. Um, started woodworking. I've started podcasts. I have. I have done. I, I, Which
1: is awesome, by the way. I
0: have kicked another drug habit <laughs> within <laughs> within the absence of alcohol. I picked up another habit and kicked that one. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, just, just, it's been, a it's, it's been interesting. And that's exactly the question that I was going to ask you was <laughs> how has your life changed and you're, you're more recent in it. And I was going to, uh, there's a specific question I'm going to ask you, right. But just, uh, just in case you may already answer it in your answer, how has life changed in the biggest ways for you, man, um, Dude, being honest
1: with myself, it's like the first time. Like, I love to hear that. I consider myself like an honest, loyal guy. You've known me for quite a while. Yes. And if, if you know I'm on your side, like I'm, I, I'm a good dude to have in your corner. Not that I'm the biggest, the strongest, or have the most money or whatever, but I'm, the, I'm one of the guys that you know if you called me and said, I need you here in 10 minutes, I'll be there in five. And you know that you know that yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of people um that that know that um the the i think the difference is i was like i was lying to myself for a long time like i was making these deals like i'm so honest about with kelsey or with my girlfriend i'm dating at the time or whatever like i would literally make it okay to lie to myself like Hey, uh, last time you drank, you blacked out and you said something you shouldn't have or whatever. And somebody told you about it and you had to apologize. And you didn't even think that you would normally say anything like that because you're in a yeah. blackout and it, hell, you, you didn't really didn't remember it. Oh yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I like, I knew I needed to quit drinking. I knew I needed to quit. It, it was like deep down inside. How, like, long,
0: how long before you actually quit? Did you get that feeling? shit for me it probably was years a couple years for yeah. sure yeah. i mean it took me a while man like it took I mean, me about 2 years as well
1: yeah my buddy in in atlantic city had that sit down with me and he's like dude you know i, I he didn't even really know because he didn't understand what it was. He just knew that it was different. I was different and yeah. and we didn't party the same. I mean, we were in Atlantic city and I we we're doing shots and I, that's what I remember. And then the next day when I was being explained what was happening, it was like, dude, you were drinking five to my one. And I'm like, well, that's just how I drink. And, He's like, well, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, well, do you remember? Because if, if I hadn't have been there, I dragged your sorry ass up the stairs and got got you in your room. What if you were alone? W- what would have happened? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and how old do you got to be to have a fucking babysitter follow you around? You know, like, I, I don't know, man. It, it just like, and I was lying to myself like that was okay. Like, like, yeah. y- you know, that, I'm a rock star. I'm supposed to live like this. Or to be honest with you, man, I'm. Dude, I'm getting ready to turn 39 years old. I didn't know I'd make it this far. I I don't have any... Well, what's your... I I just got a food truck. Well, what's your plan with the food truck? To be honest with you, I don't fucking know. Because I didn't think I was going to make it this far. (laughs) And that's that's some some real shit. Like, I'm not kidding, man. Like, I, I didn't have a plan B because I... Dude, look at Jim Morrison. Look at Janis Joplin. Uh, Stevie Ray. You name all the greats, man. I started when I was fourteen, and I'm like, well, I, I know how this this book's yeah. going to end. I've read the story <laughs> it yeah. a, a thousand times, yeah, exactly. and the way I started going, the way I mean, the, the lifestyle, you know. Uh, oh well, uh, uh, accepting new lows. Well, I'll quit drinking when uh, I lose this job or this girl leaves me again. Oh, oh, that happened. No, I'll quit drinking when I lose this job or this girl. Well, shit, that happened. No, you know, like I just kept lying to my fucking self. And man, when I I, I didn't get it, I just didn't understand it because I'm like, people know I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person. I, I I help my brother if my brother needs a hand. People know I help him. But what? Why am I lying to myself? And it was like, shit, you can't help nobody if you're really a piece of shit to
0: yourself, that's the one thing. If you, if you never know, cause you're only going to sell a product that you believe in.
1: Yeah, man.
0: And, and, uh, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be able to sell yourself to other people and not necessarily that's your, 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 your MO in life, but you definitely want people to, I, I don't know. You know, you want, it's, it's impossible to be a person <laughs> in other people's eyes that you want to be an upstanding person if, you're, if you don't see that in yourself. Yeah. You have to figure, which is, which is why the long, the, sort of the short answer to the question that most people ask me, why did you stop coming around? Why did you start to just staying at home and, and not leaving your house and being alone a lot? Right. is because whenever you live that life for so long, you sort of have to break yourself away to find out who you are. You know, you, you sort of have to relearn who you are, or and or yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a good way to put
1: it because, man, I don't know about you, but I, I pretty much drank since I was twelve, so even little situations like, yeah, a, a, a death in the family. You know, um, I've heard it put this way uh, you know, on a scale of of one to ten, a one being a broken shoelace and a ten being a death in the family, but when when you quit drinking, it's like everything is eight to ten even a broken shoelace because you don't know how to deal with it the emotions we don't know how how much we actually relied on one how many times did you say in your own life after today god i can use a drink why what what the hell was it actually doing you know like yeah uh, what i found out is i was putting band-aids on gunshot wounds yeah, it stopped the bleeding a little bit, you know, and I'd get so drunk that I'd forget I was shot. Well, see, that's, the,
0: that's that's the, that's the, a really good analogy. That's the thing that most people forget is they don't even realize that they've been shot. Like you say, they don't like you, you're using this, you're using this, um, to cover up some pain that you have. You're using this to, to sort of fill a void that you have gaping in your life somewhere. And a lot of people have no idea what is missing, but that they're trying to replace with whatever this, this thing, with whatever it is, it could be alcohol or what, or anything, but definitely was alcohol for myself. And when you, when I stopped that, and then I started, I don't know if you heard the podcast where I I pretty much explained all these things, but then whenever I stopped the drinking and started doing uh, uber amounts of fucking blow. Then I'm 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 like filling that void with that thing. Then sure. And so once I realized, holy shit, I'm just what am I feeling? What what is this void that I'm con- consistently trying to fill? And once I I completely stopped all of the all of these things that I felt were were affecting me negatively, I could actually look at. Myself, and be like, "Oh, so this is what this is the absence that I had in my life that I was trying to fill with these other things yeah man and and I, and I and there's no name that I can put on that absence because it's different for everybody, you know, but it's whatever you learn a lot about yourself in these times, sure, and you can better i don't know you you can better serve yourself." When you actually know who you are and you lose a lot of that over years of doing these sorts of things that we are both very experienced in. Right. And, uh, just has that, how is that these changes that you have made just so I can hold them up uh, or, or just did not hold them up, but just, just to, uh, satisfy my idea of maybe some things that happened to me after I stopped, how are your relationships affected with people around you because i lost a lot of that right and and i and it's of no fault of anybody around me it's like that was all on me sure and uh i just want i wonder how does that how did that did that same thing happen to you at all
1: oh yeah man i i I got to this point where uh, you know what i figured out i was i've been a, a a people pleaser and there's nothing wrong with like like wanting to do good. Yes. But here's the problem. Kind of like going back to that karma, a lot of that people pleasing I did was just because I wanted people to like me. So I would say yes to things that morally hurt me just because I wanted you to like me. Now how fucked up is that like logic? That's that's not even logic. But I would literally slide that moral scale and say you know i don't really believe in that but yeah. i'm gonna help this person because i really want them to like me
0: and doing the more and you probably learn as well the, the more things that you do to try to get other people to like you the less you like yourself
1: yeah oh yeah and i, I mean i said this to a friend of mine recently and and you know she's going through some tr- problems or whatever and uh, working a lot and try to balance the family life the work life and and you know you need a little bit of your own life you got to self-maintenance self-care and i said you know i could see it it's kind of like you spot it you got it kind of deal like i said look i'm afraid you're like me and you like to say yes Often, if not all the time. I don't like to say no, especially if you're my friend. If you call me and say, dude, I need you to do this, and really I can't do it, I'm still going to try to do it, like (laughs) whether I can or not, and I'm probably going to tell you, yeah, like – you know, in, in Mike deep down going, I probably shouldn't have said yeah because I might not be able to do it. But I'm still just trying to make you happy. Yeah. But the problem is when you when you're a, a people pleaser and you're just trying and you're building that self ego up because you just want people to like you, <laughs> you You get exhausted. You get so tired that when it comes down to the people like you and people that really fucking care about you, the people that have been there since day one, when it gets down to those people, you don't got anything left in the tank. You're done. You're spent by making every person that you came along from the person at the gas station to whatever by just trying to make them happy.
0: And then every person (laughs) in your life then expects that every time
1: yeah but but the problem is is there are people that that deserve your attention that deserve yes. you that that need you that you know you're you're in that person's life for a reason yes. but you're not available because you've been making everybody happy all day and here's the kicker the most important one of all yourself if you're not yes. taking care of yourself Absolutely. you can't help fucking nobody so if you take say yes Kelsey yes uh Brian yes everybody yes 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 when you get to the end end of the day when usually the end of the day, the only time I have time for myself is the end of the day. Yes. You go, I ain't got nothing left for you, Josh. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm tired. (laughs) You know, brush your teeth. Nope. I'm just going to go to bed. I'll brush them in the morning. I mean, literally, man, like, and that's that self-care thing, dude. I mean, going back to like how shit changed and how I noticed, uh, hell, I had a problem was isn't a mirror in the South end that I hadn't checked myself out in. I used to, man, I used to love to look at myself in the mirror. I thought I was some hot shit, boy. I'd walk past the mirror and I'd, I'd turn back around to catch a, the the other side. Like, damn, <laughs> that's a good looking fellow right there. Like, shit. Did you see that? Hell yeah. I saw that. Let me do a catwalk one more time. I haven't had that problem in years. <laughs> I'm not shitting <laughs> you though, man. That, that, that's that bloated ego. That's been trotting around, rolls in it for the last 15 years. Um, but I got to a point where I couldn't stand to look in the mirror long enough to brush my teeth, man. I literally, I couldn't stand the sight of my own face.
0: And that's when I knew I was like, somebody's lying here. Somebody else is living in there. Yeah. Like this. It's, it's almost if you don't, if if you're not familiar with uh, enough scary movies or the Bible at all, a demonic possession is the closest de- uh, Analogy that I can make to what that's like: mm-hmm. there is a there is an evil being that is living inside of you, and it is acting on its own accord with nothing that you can do about it, and it is feeding from this vessel that you keep feeding it, and that it, it was the void mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't understand because it's really like you're your you're Twin Peaks, like you're you're fucking. Uh, Leland Palmer with a demon living inside of himself and he looks in the mirror and he sees somebody completely different because it's not you anymore. Yeah. And that's it, man. I mean, I, I, I,
1: I wasn't me anymore and I knew like as vain as it sounds, like I don't enjoy looking at myself in the mirror. What the fuck's wrong with this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Something has changed. <laughs> like but that's that's the truth, man. I mean, like, so the biggest the biggest difference, I swear, man, in my life is seeing like it's like I see with a new pair of glasses on. It um it, you know Clear perception. Yeah, like it, now when you put put down drinking um put down the drink it, it's not like a, a magic cloud opens up and and care bears just start popping out it's and it's fucking it, agony Yeah it it's it's actually kind of opposite but yeah. when when you kind of get through the initial initial um sober getting it out of your physical system yes. it, it it's it's just clearly a a mental thing at that point um That, that, by the way, is as complex as it can get. Um, But it's just able to separate it like... uh, I don't know.
0: I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, To like... uh, To get... Or or, or to... Fuck. I I, I know exactly what you're saying, but I, I can't describe it either. Like... Putting clear, like putting a clear perception into something that's been skewed for so long. It's, it's sort of like driving a road that you haven't driven in a very long time, but you still know the way around it in, in a way. Did we just lose everybody? Yeah. Just no, lose you?
1: no, but that's it. it. It's like nothing changes. The sh- shit still happens. Good things happen. Bad things happen. But it's like when the shitty things happen, they're not quite as shitty. And when the but here's the here's the flip side though, when the good things happen, it's almost like they're not uh,
0: you take everything with a grain of salt, yeah, like like it's a little bit, but see, yeah,
1: my whole perspective is is look at what you call it, man, and people that use it's called getting high, it's called called being high, being up there, yeah. We all want to be up there. You know what makes us up? Excitement. Um, uh, good things. Uh, a tearjerker video on YouTube. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome home, troops. Yeah, welcome home. USA. Okay, USA. <laughs> but, I mean, really, like, th- th- those are, um, I don't know, like, uh, it's like the lifeblood, but it's not... I don't know, comparable, like even the bad things, man, they're just not as bad. It's like, it's softer. It's, it's, it's right around par. You don't want, you don't want to be too high because if you're too high, the fall is going to be way fucking down. Yeah. But if you're too low, the same way, if you get to a point where you're low, most of people's low have the same kind of like track. Like I was to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. And that's, that's usually people's bottom. Um, I hear all the time, man, you know, uh, a really smart person told me like everybody's bottoms different, but the thing is you hit your bottom as soon as you put down the fucking shovel. So you're digging that hole, man. That's so a good point. It, the bottom can be four feet deep for some people. And some people is fucking 104 feet deep. But yeah. it's it, as soon as you want to quit digging, that's the minute that you can start. Say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, that's that paddling upstream shit again. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, <laughs> and, and that's exactly how I looked at it, too. I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm done. And, and honestly, I feel like I had quit before I realized it. Like, I came home that night and I was just hammered ass drunk. I woke up the next day and I was just, my face felt like shit because I was literally just punching myself in the face. Mm-hmm. And like, I just felt like shit. And I was like, I'm not going to drink anything for at least a week. I was like, I'm just, I, I can't, I don't even, I can't even bring myself to drink for the next week. So, for the next week, I didn't drink, and then blah, blah, blah. That became two weeks and multiplied up until now. And I I didn't even realize that I would even say that six months in, they were like, are you going to drink again? I was like, I don't know. I hadn't decided. Right. You know, and it's, it's to the point now to where if I wanted to have one drink and not have another one, could I? Probably. Am I going to try it? Nope. Right. No <laughs> Am I going to risk it? Nope. Because yeah. that same demon still lives in me somewhere. Yeah. And it's it's just waiting for, for something. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's, it's never going to get it, you know, if I have anything to say about it. But people don't understand, like, the, the, the addictions that come, like... The, the addictions that come with uh and I keep using the word demon like don't don't freak out over this it's it, it's it feels very similar right uh but that addiction side of that beast is a very strong one that's very hard to let go and uh, let go of and it makes a person very hard to be around in that time of giving it up which was my experience like I was a very hard person to be around in the early stages of not. Sure.
1: Doing that, dude, it is. Um, you want to hear speaking of analogies? I, this is one of the best ones, uh, I've, I've heard. in (laughs) it's a really short amount of time that I've, I put down the drink, but getting sober, man is like, uh, if you, you know, you're like us and you had a nice little career. Oh yeah. Um, it's like driving a station wagon and why, while, while you're out there drinking all those years, it was like everything that kind of important that came up that you needed to handle like an adult with like real emotions. Like I need to handle this with real emotions, yes. not go to the bar and say, fuck it. I'm going to just drink or uh, power bills overdue. Uh, I can go to the bar and by no, the morning I don't really it. care, you yeah. know, like whatever, um, all those things. And it's like, like you, you throw that power bill in the back seat, you throw yeah. that, uh, uh, the, uh, student loan bill in the back. Ah, uh, you know, Fucking! I'm never gonna be able to pay them back anyway. All that, all that shit, and you just keep drinking over and keep drinking. Well, when you get sober, it's like you slam on the brakes, and all that shit you threw in the backseat is sitting in your fucking lap, dude. Because it's re- that's that perception of being like, I kind of see what I've been running from all this time. <laughs> like, yeah. oh shit, life, yeah, yeah,
0: life exactly. is real. Life is <laughs> awful. Being an adult is fucking hard. It's tough, and I say that all the time. Like, that's been my. And I usually say the same thing uh, when people ask me how are you doing. Just, just I'll have will have something that I'll say for a few weeks, and I'll retire it, and I'll say something new. Well, what my kick right now is, hey, how's it going? It's like I'm an adult alive in 2018. It's awful. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's how I'm doing. It's horrible. Complete brutal I'm honesty. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm, I'm 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 like I'm disappointed in the state of the world. Right. I'm disappointed in in people. I'm 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 upset. With damn near everything that I read on the internet. And I don't give a shit if Kanye and Trump are friends now. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, I don't care. And and I don't... Like, if you really want to know how I feel, it would take me five minutes to tell you how awful it is. Right. But (laughs) I remember... Like, I think that I was happier when I was drinking. Like, and not, not like happier... But like it was an artificial happy, but a false I, I sense definitely, of happy. People people <laughs> definitely enjoyed being around me more then than they do now, right? Because back then I wasn't being honest, and now the honest I'm being honest, but it's just an awful honesty because it's like the things that I have to be honest about are huge things. Like yes, uh, we almost had a World War Three happen in the world. And now we don't have this World War III thing looming over us. So the next thing that people get to talk about is Kanye West and the president. <laughs> and you know what? That drives me fucking mad because people aren't wanting to talk about all of these school systems that are failing all over the fucking nation. And you got God. people bitching about math homework on Facebook because they can't help their children – do that, do their homework, because it, it changes every generation. And the only people, it's just the government training people that the only person that they can trust is them. Right. You don't need to listen to your families. You need to listen to us. We're the only ones that you can get your information from. Sure. And that's what bothers me. I know I went way left field on that, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> but... Uh, but still, I, it's just the world. World's awful. Being an adult is awful. Yeah, and having having all of that shit in your lap after you slam on the brakes is awful. Well, well when you start looking at it and organizing, it, it makes things easier.
1: Yeah, I to cut you off. Well, no, from what I what I see though is the more time, like it's kind of like walking away from a from a and a girlfriend, man, like yeah. someone who is loyal. Like the further you get the more the i don't know you you don't see you don't see very much happiness and you don't see you you kind of see that different perspective again of like of why of why why other people are drinking because and it's not a that's not a judgment by any means that's not saying hey
0: i'm sober and you're not like be sure to specify because i got an big trouble yeah
1: oh hell no man i i do not judge a single person i look at it as like i have same here yeah i ha, i'm an alcoholic i have a disease yeah and same here i look i treat it like a disease and um that's it, it's been working for me to treat it like a disease and it works for me so I, I like you said my life um you, you want to know how things have changed i i don't know if we have that much time yeah and and it's it's incredible the the little amount of time that I put down a drink, the, the shit that changed. I mean like and, – and again, it wasn't puppy dogs just started falling out of the sky. But it was almost like you're able to see – Every day it got better. Yeah, you're able to see things clear that when there are opportunities that, that – of those ripples of good karma that people put out, you're able to like catch them like waves. You're able yeah. to ride those things. Absolutely. Like, there it is right there. It's like, like seeing a rip current. You know, like rip currents are a natural thing, but if you don't – Play around one properly, you could die. Yeah. It will suck you straight out to sea. But there's a simple way out of it. It really is a simple way. You don't have to get sucked all the way out. Just swim that way for a little bit.
0: Yep. You know. Well, it definitely looks like the the inlet. And like I said, there's nothing, no judgment at all. No. But the 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 lifestyle is definitely a rip current that you can see. It, it, it's it's I use the term a lot. Actually, the term that got me in trouble was "fish in a barrel." Right. And I don't and, and I don't mean that in a in a judgmental way. It's just was something that I have to think of it as to keep myself from wanting to be part of it. Yeah. And I and and not not that being part of it is bad because I can still, now I can go out and, you know, hang out for a half hour or something and get my feel of who I haven't seen in a while. And then it's time to go home and be alone because, and seek the counsel of the only person that I care to really be around who is myself. Right. You know, and that's, that's just, uh, I mean... And I don't see anything wrong with that, by the way. A lot of people uh, think that it's a bad thing to sort of fall off the face of the earth. I think that every human should fall off the face of the earth for a little while. Sure, man. To find out who they really are and and who they're really living their lives for. I think it's called a chilla or something like that. And Indian, some sort
1: of... Don't really quote me on this, but uh, I know Mickey Hart did it. And it's basically like... Uh, When you're like 14 or 15 and you decide you're good at something and say, I'm going to be a drummer, then you go hike into the woods and you stay for two months and you play that instrument for two months, 15 hours a day because, hey, you're the one that said you wanted to be a drummer. Now go learn to play that drum. As simple and primitive as that sounds... Why don't we do shit like that anymore? (laughs) You know, like I mean, really, like hey, man, self. To me, that's self care. That's the ultimate. Like uh, bear, man. Bears go get in their den, and they, they. I mean, they have the meat for the winter and their coat and everything to keep them warm. There's a reason why they do that. You know, like well,
0: and 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 exactly like you can lock yourself into anything, and if you want to do it bad enough, you'll figure out to do it, how to do it. Like you just those. Those three pipes that I showed you that I made, like you, the progression from one to the next, is you know what? If you want to do something and you say you want to do it, when I when I was drinking, I, I would there was a lot of saying that I wanted to do things and not a lot of actually doing these things. Yeah. And then when you get out into the world and uh, in with with a clear you know clear eyes and a clear mindset, and you're like, okay, well, I. I I want to do this. I'm interested in this thing. Can I actually do it? Can I actually pull it off? And you surprise yourself. And that's the thing that you have to find a way to surprise yourself to keep it fresh to where to where you don't miss what it was that you had with the with that lifestyle. Yeah. um, You know, (laughs)
1: Early on, I locked myself in my room. <laughs> I was like, if I don't just leave my room, then I won't drink. Is that simple? And it, yeah. it and for the first like two weeks, it works. And then, yeah. then, then you miss people? Then some friends were like, um, you know, you can't live in your room forever. <laughs> I yeah. was like, shit, you're right, man. I gotta like go to work and, and do adult things, pay bills, and yeah. you know, do adult
0: things like sh- this. Oh, but that feels so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That feels so good, man. Be that part of being an adult is awesome. Once you once you do it right.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's like a rewarding thing, and you know, uh, as funny as it sounds, man, like talk about that self gratification thing. Like, you know, I, I, I've donated to um, different charities, and being a musician, you know how much time we donate. Oh, yeah. a, a portion of our shows, literally a percentage of our shows every year, was charity, meaning we didn't get paid, and it was to some whatever a good foundation i'm sure yeah but we do we do we a, showed up a the and, <laughs> and amount of charitable yeah, events absolutely and for sure i kind of started relating that to like i don't know uh you know say people that have way more money than me and i'm like i bet charity wise i technically give more money than a lot of other people do you know but like my point my point being is that whole uh uh i don't know the self-gratification thing like um it's uh, you, you what what are you really doing it for? Um,
0: I don't at the know. end of the day, when you're this is at the end of the day, when you're laying down on your pillow, you're the only one that's gonna be in your bed every single, or, or you're the only one that you're gonna be with every single night for the rest of your life. Yeah, is yourself. If you can't be happy laying down with that person, you're fucked. Yeah, and you may as well just. Just, just figure something out. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, man. You got to be happy with yourself first.
1: Yeah, I, I think um the the people that I you know I don't even want to say envy, but the people I, I admire, the people I admire the most as of late, like in in this this has evolved over the years because it used to be the people I admired the most were rock stars and had the oh, the. Yeah. the, the, the Money, the girls, the drugs, the house, the car—that's that's what I was like. The things that that character thought were important in yeah, life. Yeah, and that was, to me that was like the des- destination. Like yeah. I'll be fine once I get there. Yes. All I have to do is get there. If I can survive <laughs> and, get there. And, and get there, I'll be fine. Yeah. But the problem is, is just like that whole uh, expectation thing. It might not be exactly what you expected. And it might not be, yeah. and, and the, in the process, you might have picked up those habits that you didn't even realize were a habit anymore. Exactly. You didn't realize that you had to have that shot of fireball before you went on stage, which I did. I thought I was an extrovert, yeah. man. And I wasn't, I was a damn introvert. And I started noticing we played a sweet 16 party. And this is, I hope somebody is this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know, remember on MTV when it, that was the popular thing, yeah. uh, the 16 year olds wanted to outdo the next 16 year old on their sweet 16 birthday party well for whatever reason oh, man. they hired 10 toes up to be their sweet 16 i mean it was at a golf club chandeliers and we were like yeah we'll do it but it's gonna cost you this much i mean they paid out the ass for that thing problem is they didn't exactly read the writer all the way and we got there i'm like all right cool we're set up well, you know where, where where's the adult beverages Sorry, sir. This is a sixteen-year-old party. We're not going to bring alcohol to this. And I'm like, ah, really? Where's the adult beverages? Sir, there's punch over there. And I, punch. I wanted to punch the person who just told me there was punch over there. I'm like, punch. I haven't drank punch since I was at a sweet sixteen birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. But and that was not I look back on that and I'm I'm embarrassed of that man because I was like, I need that shit to go do what you hired me to do. You know and that's scary man like I couldn't... Well the
0: the scariest part is how true that that was at that time. Yeah. Oh yeah and and I yeah. it, dude I was shaking. I, I dude I there's a
1: lot that I can't remember and I can remember that that show and it was not comfortable. It was not okay. I mean like f- for a bunch of reasons. It took me a long time to even look back at that and be like jeez. You you were already Down a certain path That you had no fucking clue you were down You know like no clue You thought you were just being
0: a rock star You thought you were doing what you were supposed to do It's like you start off You start off from a certain destination Mentally and then by the time you get to the end, you, you start walking down this road. And by the time you get to the end and turn around to see how far you've walked, sometimes it's very surprising, like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going
0: to take me a long time to get back where I started. Yeah. And that old saying, man, you walk 50 miles in the woods, it's 50 miles
1: to get your ass out the woods. No
0: shit. Yeah.
1: You know, and that's talk about sobriety. That That was one thing that I noticed, like, man, I, I've been drinking heavy for 25 years and i put it down 7 months ago yeah life is changing and it and god it, it's it's amazing but man i got a long way to go bro i got a long i just i just turned around in the woods i just literally about faced yeah. and said shit i'm going the wrong fucking way <laughs> well, <laughs> well if,
0: if if there's any consolation to you i can tell you from where i'm at it's out here it's it's much better mhm and I'm still not completely out of the woods, I would say. I, I, I was, you know, you know the capacity. Sure. Uh, you you remember what it was like. And I, I, I mean, I was drinking a lot. And I've, there's still a lot of things that I have to do before I can, uh, before I'll be completely happy with who I am. But once, like, making that list, was something that had already started happen before I realized it. Right. You know, I like the whole not drinking thing and then just realizing, oh, well, I can't replace it with cocaine. I, and then just realizing that, you know, I can't just just continue to pile on to these feelings that I don't want to address or these issues that I don't want to address. And I don't want to look at how behind I am on my rent so that. Uh, and then then you don't want to find out until you get a letter on the door. And then you're like, oh, so now I have to do something about it. Like, you're constantly waiting on an ultimatum to do things in your life, and you never want to do things on your own accord. Yeah. And yeah. cutting that out is a huge deal. Yeah. So I can't tell you how happy I am that you're doing that. Oh, man. I mean,
1: and likewise, like, the uh, hell, I mean, dude, it's really about the, um, attraction of it. I had a friend, um, a family member that got sober six years ago and, uh, man, I, I didn't want to believe it. all these crazy good things started happening for, for, and only thing I noticed was, um, our relationship got further apart and, uh, it wasn't like we lost love for each other, but it was like, There was that lion again, where I didn't want to be around him because all it did was prove to me that I was fucking wrong, (laughs) that the life that I was living was not good, you know. And that, I don't know, man. When hit this button, (laughs) when it got down to that point, um, where I knew, I knew, man, like there was no, uh, I was. I didn't have any other option. I really didn't have any other option. I, I was spiritually dead, um, scared as shit, and and I wanted to die. It's like – Yeah, you know, I was there. All I knew was pe- – and to be honest with you, I'm, it, it was people I knew that put it down and how their lives would change, like you. You were one of the most recent person I knew that put down the drink. Now, you, you, like you said, you, you separated yourself, yeah. which – from every person that's helped me along the way, is that's a really smart thing to do. You have to. You have people, to. places, and things, you, you just have to change. Not saying you can't be friends with somebody. Not saying you can't go to and watch a football game where everybody's yeah. drinking and eat some chicken wings. But you're not going to be there at 2 in the morning when everybody else is still there. You're going to go home after the football game's over. Because yeah. people like us, if we stay there to 1, the chances of us having a drink is is pretty fucking good
0: you know that's now just... that actually that 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 right there is a a nice little segue into something else that i had written down mm. um have you had the crazy fucked up relapse dreams oh yeah yeah God, should i tell you um only a a couple and
1: i'm probably gonna have one tonight just because we talked about I it still have you it. son of a gun <laughs> <I still have laughs> they are the crazy craziest you wake up so disappointed the guilt it is all the guilt. You're like, yep. I can't believe I drank. I, I did it, and you talk yourself yep. into like one of mine. One of mine is I have a uh, I clean my stainless steel not my nice knives yeah. um, with uh, alcohol with grain alcohol, um, salt and grain alcohol. Um, so I have grain alcohol in my house. You know what I'm saying? not like you yeah. you drink. I've never tried to drink it. I don't know if you can or not. Yeah, exactly. I had a dream that I diluted grain alcohol it was trying to drink it oh, as fast as I could in my dream. And I woke up and thought it was real. I'm like, I can't believe I drank rubbing alcohol. And I'm like, you didn't drink rubbing alcohol. That was a fucking
0: dream. But see, I still <laughs> have, I still have those dreams, even with the cigarettes. Like I still right. have those dreams that I smoked a cigarette mm-hmm. or that I, or that I had a drink or that I did blow or something that I have quit. Something that I've put down. Like I, I'll still have a dream. Like, Oh shit, I did that. Right. But, so then you wake up so disappointed and all this shit so fresh in your mind and until you open your eyes and realize oh shit i'm in this world not that one yeah oh yeah and it's like oh my god
1: i'll tell you um so devastated i'll tell you one of the craziest ones i had i didn't drink it i planned on drinking
0: in my oh, dude those those are just it, as bad. Exactly. I mean, I
1: woke up and I was like, I am one fucked up individual. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, you YouTube, but, uh, you know, really, like, I was like, whoa, that was some, cr- I don't know, manifested stuff. And what it was, I mean, this was, you know, a couple months ago. And uh, towards the end of my drinking, I drank Jameson and I don't like Jameson. And that was my logic was I'll drink something that I literally don't like. So maybe I won't drink as much of it yeah. because I don't like the taste of it. Bad idea by the way. That shit don't work. <laughs> you'll just close your nose. You'll figure out how yeah. to like it. It it it'll become yeah. your best friend. I went from hating Jameson to be like, man, I could really use Jameson right now. <laughs> you Dude, know,
0: that's how that's how whiskey that's how whiskey works. Yeah. Uh and, and just 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 uh and I've said the randomest shit that I crave are the things that I never drink. Yeah. Like, I rarely ever drank. Like, you I, want I, a pina colada, on, colada and shit? No, no, no. No, no, no. I went on, like, a tequila kick a couple times with Adam, but I never really drank it exclusively. Mm. And I never drank scotch. But those are the two things that I crave the most today are scotch and tequila. Wow. Well, that, uh, that, that creepy dream was...
1: I, I told myself, okay, when I put down a drink for a year that I would have one shot of Jameson and like in my dream, I, it was like coming up close to a year or something like that. And I was like, kind of like salivating over it. Like, oh man, three more Can't weeks wait. and I can have yeah. one shot of Jameson, you know, like that's it. After I take one shot, I'm going to start over, start from scratch and say, you know what? I, I, I've been so when i The next day, I'm going to say, how long have you been sober? And I'm going to say, one day. Not one year. One year and a day. I'm going to say one day and just start over. You know, in my dream, (laughs) this was fucking logic. That's crazy. So I woke up, and and I'm like checking my calendar, bro, going, how long have I been sober? And did I manifest this? did this really happen? Did I pick, did did I, has it been a year? And did I have that one shot last night? And that's what, what, what happened? And man, like I called my friend, um, who Who had gotten sober a long time ago, and they just laughed and they were like, "God, you know we've heard drunk dreams, yeah. but that's taking it out there, dude, like not yeah. bad, like bravo, yeah. <laughs> you um, know, wait, wait a really fuck yeah, mind fuck yeah but, dude,
0: <laughs> the that's one thing that I realized though, was just the amount of the amount of uh, vividness in your dreams at that point, like everything feels so real, oh yeah. But like, I remember, I remember like, you know, when you're, when you're, you're being woke up in the morning, having to puke instead of piss, you, you, you don't remember what the fuck you were dreaming about. Oh yeah. But when you don't have anything clouding your mind and you can remember that shit as soon as you wake up, man, it's like, it's not good. I, and I I wrote that down before you even got here was like, have you had the crazy fucked up relapse dreams? Yeah, dude. Oh my
1: God. Um, yeah. I, I could count on one hand um, how many, so that that's pretty good. But it's kind of like the musician thing. Almost you can't describe it until you've kind of been yeah. through it. And because even if you say, uh, oh, well, I hadn't had a drink in two weeks or whatever, and it's not going to be the same because yeah, not at all. Y- y- we made a decision, you know, First of all, there's never out of my mouth. That said, I said I'm never gonna drink again. All I'm trying to do is just not drink today, and that that's consecutively happened for that's about good, seven months
0: now. <laughs> that's, a, that's the best way to go about it.
1: Yeah, if you start thinking about man, well, what happens when this and when that, that happens? Like, I don't know, man. I, I actually had a friend, um, and they said, "Uh, uh w- when when are you gonna drink?" And I thought about it and I was like, well, "What the fuck do you mean, like?" They're like, well, you know, you telling me five years down the road, or say you had a uh, you had a kid, you meet someone, and you have a child, and twenty years from now you're at you're having a wedding, and you know you're not gonna have a glass of champagne at your daughter's wedding. And I was like, you
0: know what? As long as I do what I'm doing today, cross that bridge when you get there. Probably not. But I I have no. You're. you're. But see, this is the thing. If you have a child and you're sober, they're going to be the kind of person that might understand. But (laughs)
1: even even that, like, you're asking me to cross a bridge that might not even be in in existence. So
0: your hypothetical bridges, yeah,
1: dude. Like, (laughs) you're not going to have a glass of champagne in 20 years. Um, I don't know, maybe. But I do know I'm not going to have a glass tomorrow
0: (laughs) (laughs) or today. I've said that when I'm 50 years old. If I'm 50 years old, if I feel like it, I'll drink scotch and smoke cigars. Right. I mean. if that's, I, if I feel like it,
1: yeah, that's, that's man. That's your prerogative. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I think, um, I, I don't know, man. I I think it's kind of a uh, it, I don't know, man. It's like this allergy kind of thing. And, uh, I think there's certain people have an allergy to alcohol. I think, um, a, a friend that helps me, that's helped me out recently is said the simplest thing and was like, Josh, it isn't the 10th drink that gets you drunk, and it's not the 20th. And I'm sure you've had plenty of 20 drink nights. Oh, yeah. He said it's the first one. Every
0: night. Yeah.
1: but he And he, and he said it's the first one, like, uh, multiple times. And I kept thinking, yeah, right, old man. Like, first drink, get me drunk? Shit, you must not see me drinking. But then you started really thinking about it, and that's, that's the kicker.
0: That first the, one leads to all the rest. The only time I've ever
1: gotten drunk is when I've had one drink. The only time I've never... Never stayed completely sober or I just I just stayed sober is when I didn't have one. Yep. I'm not that guy. I've never ever been that guy. Once I got the drink in my system, where I'm like, you want to go out for a beer?
0: No. A beer? Yeah, there's like, no such thing singular. There's no It's
1: like, you want one Lay's potato chip? <laughs>
0: fucking yeah. try. I had to take, I would, I would have to take two or three shots before I even got on the road. Cause I'd have the shake so bad. I would be scared. I'd kill somebody while driving. Like I would just, I would have the shakes so bad. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's horrible. And
1: that's the part when, when you start realizing, like, that's where you start lying to yourself. Like, man, is this, is this yeah. really got me? Like, and then I start, um, the yet's, I love the yet's like, well, I'm not. Like them yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, as long as you're not the most fucked up person in the bar, you're good. And yeah, I don't care what, bar, that.
1: what bar you go into, you're pretty much always going to be able to find somebody that's more fucked up than you. Yep. So, I mean, that goes to show you right there, you're basically – you're going for a validation. You're there for – Basically to prove that you don't have a problem, (laughs) which is, which is the the farthest thing from the truth. (laughs) 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 Fucked up. And trust me, YouTube, that was my logic as well. (laughs) Like, I mean, dude, it, 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 like what, what I've noticed in the last few months of what like I've missed, man, the lessons that were out there that were, um, I don't know put put in our path for a reason and like I just I wasn't present. I I wasn't of sound mind to be able to learn like a really important lesson. Yeah. And and talk about relationships with people and your friends and like stuff and there's times where you can lose the lesson and and it really affect the long run, that's like that, that ripple we talked about, like yeah. you, you haul ass in your boat and you messed up somebody's dock and you didn't even know it because you put out this whirlwind of effect because you're going through sobriety or death in your yes. family or whatever else. And you're like, whoa, me, whoa, me. But you're really, you
0: know, it's like, hard. It's hard when you're in that deep of a mental transition to see the effect that it's having on others around you. Mm-hmm. And and once you get to the point to where you can see that, oh, shit, I'm not in this alone. I am like affecting other people or this is actually an important thing that I should probably address about myself because of this ripple that's, that's literally just blowing people away yeah. from your circle. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. <laughs> when you're going through something like sobriety or, or, or something horrible, like a death in the family it is it, 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 anything that'll, that'll that cause you to act erratically. Right. Like it's, it's, it's very, very important and monumental to figure out which, which of those moments are ones that are like, which are you? Which are you going to learn? Which one of these moments is going to be the one that's going to show you that this is this this isn't a, this isn't the way it just needs to be, right? So yeah. I mean, just just be, just being being mindful about choosing which of these moments are the ones that are going to be the last one that cause you to. Create that sort of a negativity in someone else's life, yeah. Ripple wise,
1: yeah. Make good ripples, and I mean, dude, uh, a good friend said the other night, like, kind of like they say, you ever find yourself going back in time, don't squish your bug because that'll mess the whole butterfly. Yeah, exactly. And but I I feel like our whole lives is kind of like squishing bugs. Like some people squish a lot of bugs, and some people just kind of coast along. And hey, oh. You know, like, sorry, God, I didn't mean to do that, but some people go wrong and try to squish every damn bug they can find. You know? I'm like, not a
0: bug squisher. I'm a bug relocator.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm afraid of spiders, man, but I, I'll do the same thing. I'll try to scoot them out, man. Like, go do your spider thing. You know? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think it's just a difference of that. Not to go back and beat that dead horse, but that same ripple effect of what we put out there, man, like yeah. that energy that we're literally putting out there. And, man, I, talking about relationships and, and with, with friends and people and stuff, like you can be so deep in it and not not realize you've you're got that pedal to the metal and, and – d- you you're going so fast that you don't see that dock you just ruined because you're already halfway down the beach. Yep. And you, and then you then one day you sober up or, or you you have a, a moment of sobriety or a moment of clarity. An aha moment. Yeah, and you're like, Oh man, I you know, I can't believe I did that. I mean, dude, there are so many things that I don't contribute d- directly to alcohol. I don't say, Well, if it wasn't for, yeah. for booze, I yes. wouldn't have done those things. But at the same time, There's definitely merit to it. There's definitely, like, because I had that moral sliding scale again. I used to drink enough to where I knew the point would get to where I wouldn't give a fuck anymore. Like, hey, I know that's That's not right. I know that's not right. Another shot. I know that's not right. Another shot. Eh, That's probably not right. Another shot. Fuck that guy. (laughs) You
2: know? Yeah, exactly. I
1: reached that point. And yep. i used to i used to as soon as i hit that point it was like yes i'm at that point no filter no nothing i mean dude i ruined god i've got friends or or had friends of ruining relationships of of shit i put on facebook of being so angry like wanted, wanted to play that god like you said like uh uh you did me wrong so i'm gonna tell the whole world what you did to me so cuz because karma's gonna get you but that's not karma that was yeah. me trying to create the karma. Exactly. That, that was me going, look, but no, man, which one is it you want? Do you want good karma or, yeah. or do you, do you want to play God and say, Hey man, strike down on This look at, look at this person. They did me wrong. And man, I, I, I got that all wrong, but in somewhere in, in my really skewed perception, it was Okay. It, in my head, it made it okay, but stepping away from it, literally, I mean, taking a big step back, and it was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, that, yeah. that didn't even make any sense. It didn't make uh, the people it hurt, the the relationships. I mean, like, there are people I don't talk to to this day over something I posted on Facebook. I mean, I thought about that. Like, damn, man, like, I, I, I'm almost serving a sentence I'm I'm literally serving a sentence for something I said on Facebook that was never tried in a court of law. That I was never really given a chance to say my side of the story. Well, but it was wrong.
0: That's the one downside of the social <laughs> network uh, of of the whole social networking, like the tweet Twitter, Instagram, all of that, all of that. And and Facebook as as, as Facebook and Twitter probably more so than than other things is that a lot of people will take that like like for instance you could read that same negative thing that you had to say in front of this person and have a legitimate conversation but when you do something like that on facebook and you have all of these people who are in your comment section that are either fueling your fire for whatever that negativity may be because but let's be honest people just want to watch a train wreck yeah absolutely. and and that's all they want to see is 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 like uh I mean, they want to see arguments, they want to see negativity. That's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. People want to be have to click to uncover the video so they can see what fucked up thing happens under that blurred mess. Sure. Like they want to do that. And then also that would skew whoever that per, that post was directed to's opinion of where where that's coming from on your end. Right. And that I don't know, just just like things maybe if you don't use a hundred exclamation points and a smiley face emoji, they're like, Oh my God, is this person mad at me? (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. (laughs) So it's very hard to understand the real meaning behind a lot of things. People say when they're just reading them off of a, off the internet.
1: Yeah. And, and kind of my point was like, um, the damage you can do. Like for instance, you go out drinking, and you, you run your car into the telephone pole and you get a DUI. You know, the people are like, oh, you know, I saw him out drinking and he ran his car in a telephone pole. Well, and tried to you, stop him when he left. Yeah. He knew go, what was going to happen. But nobody really, like, like, morally challenges you. But what if you hit a car with somebody in it? Yes. There's really no difference. You hit a pole or you hit a car. You still hit something. You still shouldn't yeah, have been driving. Exactly. But, see, that's where the people's like, well that that 's different well it 's not like you have a you have a decision to make like hey i 'm drunk now i don 't want to hit those people with the car, I think i 'll hit the pole instead,
0: yeah, like it, when you 're fucked up is it 's not an a or b option it 's going to be one thing or the other, and there 's no nothing you can do about
1: it, yeah, absolutely, so kind of my point with the whole social media is we we were the first ones, yes, I, I never knew how
0: powerful it was i'd get like uh we had no idea what this would grow into yeah when we had my space
1: and my personally like i could go back man and and see old shit when i was drinking and i was the i was a happy drunk like when you saw me man i i had i will buy everybody's shots i got a million dollars in the bank I'm, i'm a happy drunk but the next day I was pissed off. I was hungover, I was hungry, my blood sugar's low and dude, you did not want to be around me after yeah. after a night of me drinking. I was in in comprehensively just you couldn't be yeah, around I'm me. Same here. <laughs> you know, just fucking a, a nightmare. <clears throat> That's when I did my most damage. There was no no cop, no no um Authority, no, no, uh, uh, poli- policing whatsoever, any kind of um, break guideline. guideline, anything that says you can't do that. I mean, even yeah. even now, if you were to uh, uh, post pornography, it gets shut off in a second. But not when Facebook first came out. Remember when yeah. guys would shame their girls and post pornography? Oh, yeah. Like, dude. oh yeah,
0: I mean, and it would. It, I mean, and once it's out, it's out. Yeah, the internet yeah. doesn't hide anything, and once yeah. it's there, it's there. Yeah, forever. and and
1: that had to be changed. So see, what it's almost like we were the guinea pigs. And man, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, like I'm still serving a sentence over something I did on Facebook, which was wrong. But when does that sentence, you know what I'm saying? Like, well,
0: everything. The answer to any problem is communication. I believe. Which goes, which is, is manifest in this whole Korea situation. Mm. Like it's just for the first time since the fifties communication happened and there was not a single person that had to die for that conversation to happen. Right. And it literally eliminated the, the, the looming, uh, coming of a world war three. Which is the same thing, and and you'll find out. I was actually going to ask you a while ago, but I wanted you to finish your thought first. But I was going to ask you if you had gotten to the point of getting in contact with people that you felt that you had wronged over the years of drinking, because that's a step that that I went through, and and it was about some probably around the a year mark Uh when I was like, okay here is a thing here's here. I, I would look back at things that maybe I did when I was drinking and I was like, you know what? I wasn't who I wasn't me during that time. And I'm really sorry about what I, how, what I did and how it affected you. Right. And I, I didn't know if you had gone through any of that yet at all, where you? you're you trying to make amends for things that you maybe felt like that you had. Wronged somebody? Sure. Throughout your drinking, yeah, it's I'm kind of coming up on that point, um, or, or that step. By the know? way, <laughs> I know you said this was the one thing you didn't want to talk about, yeah. but I knew that this would be the meat of the most of this podcast, and I wanted it to. I wanted <laughs> that to happen. I hope that that's okay. No,
1: that's fine. Um, no, it's uh, I think you said earlier, man, is um, admitting your part in situations. Um, I was so, you, you can, that, that being honest with yourself yeah. for so long, I was so fixed on, I was right. Like you wronged me, man, yeah. that, that was wrong and, and nothing ever came about it. And, and as a matter of fact, it almost had a reverse effect on me. Like, and I I still kind of walked away going, I, I, I really felt like I got screwed and then I got screwed. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, it, I went about it the wrong way i I'm, I'm i'm doing something wrong, and in the last couple months before um, it, you know uh, if you ever want to apologize um, really be sorry for something um, the first thing you need to do is realize you're a part in it. And really know. Because and and there might be a situation where someone is ninety percent wrong and you are ten percent wrong, but you are still fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, and that that's that tough pill that seems about this big giant that you that you just can't choke down, man. Um but once you really realize like I mean you know, I I look back at a certain situation, and I just could not fathom why they did that to me. Couldn't fathom. And then I got sober, and I was like, I almost couldn't see why they didn't do it to me. You know what I mean? Why like, they waited
0: so long. Yeah. yeah like, what right. the fuck? Why, well,
1: I mean, Jesus, it was plain but sight.
0: The, dude, the best, better than any shot I ever took or line I ever did was the feeling that I got. After I went to somebody who I felt that I had wronged and said, Hey, I'm sorry that I was a dick and that was not me. And then, then be like, okay, you know, I I know who you are. Right. And I love you. And that hug, that's better than anything that I had ever experienced drug or alcohol wise ever. Right.
1: Um, man, I'll tell you, (laughs) speaking of karma, uh, I've, I've had probably three or four, um, uh, whatever you call them, um, amends, amends made to me over some, somebody did something to me and they came to me years later and said, Hey man, I was really sorry. Now there's been sporadic through the years and out of the four that I can think of off the top of my head, I accepted one apology so I really got to know in the back of my in the back of my head, just because I'm sober and just because I'm ready to yes. let this monkey off my back,
0: it, it comes different, different.
1: That person way. might be like, eat a whole big bag of them. <laughs>
0: oh, one hundred percent.
1: I mean, and you got to be willing but, for that. But
0: then again, you know what? That's sort of part of the cross that we have to bear. Yeah, and that's just that's just literally part of the cross we have to bear. That's just extra weight on that giant load that we're carrying on our shoulders. Yeah. And you have to just, just the longer that you go on that journey of sobriety, the easier it is to carry that load because you're then filling yourself with all of the goodness that you're feeling, that you feel you're giving back into the world internally because you're not crudding up your, Soul. You're not yucking your yum anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. Not like,
1: you're not insulting your soul anymore, yes, man. Yes, you're
0: not. You're, you're being honest with yourself in a way that it is okay to be. Yeah. Because when you're in that sort of a funk, for lack of a better term, it's hard to be honest with yourself because honesty sucks. Right. But when you when you get to the point where you are now, the honesty is obviously just so much so much better than it would have been then.
1: Yeah, and but that doesn't make it easy. It doesn't not make... All. You know, the, the best things, like, usually the best things that, that I look back on that came out of life were usually painful. Yes. Like, I mean, as shit. Not like a little bit painful. Yeah. Like Like, hurt like hell. And that's a... That's that perception that we look at. Some of the
0: best lessons come with an ass whooping that hurts.
1: Yeah. And that's why kids, hypothetically. Yeah. That's why kids these days, they all want to, you know, have the six pack abs, but now they just go get them implanted. They don't want to do the, 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 yeah, exactly
0: the push ups and the sit ups every day. I've been there, done that. Uh, I ain't about that life no more. Yeah. Um, gym life hashtag gym life oh no listen my ass did p90x for a long time back in the day and uh yeah i i used to not look this way right but then i'd literally just stop giving a fuck
1: well i mean that's that's kind of it man like but it's Comfortable in your own skin, man. Gotta that, be happy. That, man. That's, that's
0: gotta it, be happy. It man. don't
1: matter. I've seen people with smiles in their face that were three hundred pounds, and some that were ninety pounds. They all still had a you smile on their face. Smiles smile all that matters.
0: <laughs> smiles all the fucking matters. Yeah, man.
1: man. If you happy, you happy. Ain't nobody can take your
0: happiness away. Only in person you all can I, give it away though. All I gotta yeah. say is that I have never seen an upset person enjoying fried chicken or <laughs> gravy or pizza. You never see a sad person having these things. How many times you ever said uh, outside of a uh, Kirsten Dutz movie, how often do you see somebody crying when they're eating pizza? <laughs> this biscuit's so delicious. <laughs> I'm so sad. This chicken's horrible. No, I mean, that, you, you never, you never see that. Oh no. God. Man. Yeah. This is great. That so that's that's actually a good laugh it, to to start wrapping up on. We we you guess how long we're going? How long? We're an hour and 58 minutes. Wow, 2 hour show with uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have
0: plugged in the wow. uh, I have plugged in the phone so we stayed on the YouTube live and now the camera's all wonky but I don't think that we're yeah, I we're, we're still here. So I'm glad that we got to talk about this. I, I wanted to, I, I made a perfect segue in here that was Joshy, Joshie's kitchen, new logo. When was their aha moment in cooking? What started you down that path? So what's new in life? Quote, unquote, sobriety. <laughs> and then I knew once I got there that we would have a great like, Not even just, just meat. Yeah, man. Just meat. Not a lot of bread. I wanted meat. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted out of this. And I'm glad that you were okay with that. I didn't know how – I I was sort of poking and prodding a little bit through the situation. <laughs> and I didn't know how you would, you would accept that. But I'm glad that it was cool. Oh, man. And, you know, I think um,
1: we covered a lot of cool ground. And, you know, you and I have been – I don't know, on this kind of like sort of um, same Similar path, paths. you know, yeah. and, and we, I think we relate to each other. And yep. seeing, seeing your first um, or my first podcast when you did it online, um, you know, I, I really kind of wanted to check you out. And for whatever reason, <laughs> not this is going to get weird or anything, but I took a shower and I put the podcast on. and I was like, I'm just going to listen to Kelsey while I take a shower. Yeah, I,
0: I, 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 yeah. I got, I've got a wire that runs into my bathroom so I can like have. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I listen to podcasts in the shower. And it
1: was awesome. good it was good shit, man. It was just like um real stuff. And I was like, you know what? Uh Kelsey and I should get together and talk about some real stuff, man. Like um And that message was four days ago? Yeah. You know, and that's that's cool, man. That's the power of the, of I don't know, positivity yeah. and um you know, just
0: Getting it out there like dude I'm just glad the Merle's on the stuff is the vessel in which you can use to do that. Or anybody can. By the way, this is a this is a beacon I'm sending out. If you guys got someone you want to talk about, hit me up. Yeah. Joshy oh. is uh, evidence that this works. Yeah, man. Four days ago he told me he wanted to do this. And yeah, here we are.
1: And not even for just shameless pug, Josh Kitchen, the best tacos you can get around. Um. Josh's Kitchen. Listen, <laughs>
0: Joshie's Kitchen, I, I'm here to tell you. For fresh ingredients, you would be surprised that this little hole-in-the-wall bar of Uncle Tito's could have something so awesome as Joshy's Kitchen to make all these fresh, awesome vittles that we've brought in Rue. Who you've got, uh, hooking it up when you're not around yeah, is well, also around. doing a fantastic job.
1: Absolutely. Fantastic. Best, best thing has happened to Josh's kitchen since Josh's kitchen started
0: since Joshy. Since <laughs> Joshy. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be linking up all that your Facebook page and everything. So we're going to promote all of that shit through this. So if you listen to, I don't know if you listen to the whole thing or not, but at the end of every episode, I give three things that people should listen to that they normally wouldn't hear and three things that they should watch that they maybe wouldn't see or just just three like just 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 uh, suggest three suggestions of something to listen to and something to watch. So okay. I'll let you do those. Huh. I don't want to put you on the spot. I should have said this at the beginning. <laughs> so you could have an idea. of have, picking it up, But I'd rather get this in live live time.
1: I have a little idea. Um, you know, um, I think everybody should check out Mike Ferris. Um, Mikey Ferris. Yeah, that's that's a guy that, you know, he's kind of... Um,
0: he won a Grammy for that gospel album he did a couple... Like a couple of years ago, I think.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even... It was one of the t- Grammys that's not on TV. You know, yep. no, nobody even still... see he won a Grammy and Seth still Funderburg. nobody saw
0: it. <laughs> First time I ever saw Seth Vunderburk cry was that <laughs> night. <and> Dana both.
1: <laughs> Screaming Cheetah Willies. Man. Uh, apparently, he used to be the singer of the Screaming Cheetah Willies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Vunderburk. <laughs> but um, now he does a version. Uh, it's an old hymn. Um, Green, Green Grass, A Home. And it's really, like, kind of helped me through some tough spots. Uh It's just a it's a hymn and he did it for at Porter Wagner's funeral as a matter of fact. Man Um and it Hey Porter. I believe he got a standing ovation which is a little bit weird at our funeral (laughs) You know, it was like I mean seriously sit down. (laughs) Yeah. But uh uh I don't know. Um, it's just an artist that maybe some of your listeners um, might not have heard. Is that That's one. Um, you can definitely YouTube Green Green Grass at home, Mike Ferris. Um, he's got a ton of good stuff. Like you said, the, yeah. the whole uh, gospel album he won a Grammy for, which yeah, is obviously pretty great. incredible. Yeah. Um, man, I've been listening. I, I'm a jazz guy. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of I, I went away from music for a little bit and um, uh, was – enjoying silence and i know that's weird
0: no it's not but not at all yeah I, uh, I i feel that strongly
1: yeah i mean sometimes i'll stare at a blank tv just to hear silence man yep. and it, i don't know um but i have been uh, uh kind of going back to my roots um there is a a really great documentary on nina simone um and it uh it describes the the struggle of an artist and and made that that a little bit of the flip side of what we were talk t- kind of yeah. tapping into earlier like you just don't know until you're in it yeah. um and and I lo- and she was mentally ill as well as as one of the uh <laughs> i mean most world renowned pianists on the planet yeah. um and uh, she actually only sang blues to to help pay for her mother's bills, which is a crazy story. You that's know? the most like, blues thing I've ever heard. Yeah, man. She's like, I don't want to play the blues. I'm a classic pianist. Well, I'll do this gig so I can you know pay some bills, but that's it. You know, that's like, the blues for real. And that's Nina Simone. Like, man. I mean, thank God the world had Nina Simone. You know, um, but it just made me kind of uh, my sister back in the day. Carol King, Nina Simone, man. I've got tapestry on vinyl. The, the real, the real women that that you know uh, the right carly simon um i don't I, I was really fortunate to have my sister kind of turn me on to that stuff and uh as of lately as of late i've been like finding that re renewed love for it appreciation yeah. for it again like god i forgot how good that song was you know like so i can't even specifically tell you uh, um i mean i can but uh turn on any nina simone album and just listen you know, because that that Hell woman yeah. has got stories to tell, and if you, uh, I don't know, can kind of separate yourself, you can hear her pain, and you can hear like the the struggle and the. Um, how she wasn't comfortable in her own skin. She hated the fact of being in the public spotlight and, and shitting and it. She was uh, trying to explain she was an extrovert, but really she was an introvert and just wanted to be home watching TV, having sex with her boyfriend. She actually explains that. <laughs> I really like sex. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I love this woman. But be honest with yourself. Yeah, man. Um, but that's really it. Like, uh, So um, Mike
0: Ferris, Nina Simone.
1: And, you know, maybe... Uh, some traditional, um, uh, uh, who else has a really great documentary out right now? Um, Coltrane, Coltrane Ooh. story. Speaking Love of sobriety, Col- Love man, supreme. I'm not sure if um, he didn't really get into it. But I'm not sure if he had help, but Coltrane's story on sobriety is really awesome. <laughs> he, he he talks about having a spiritual experience, but he's like the notes, like he never. Once he got sober, he said he never played one note again. That was God, and it, like God was playing his instrument. And you could take the time—that's hmm, the, the, interesting—the timeline of his recordings and stuff, and it is like, uh, I mean, tenfold. And kind of, you know, a little bit of smaller lines like the Jason Isbell story, like he didn't get famous until oh, he got man. sober. <laughs> well, Let, let me <laughs> yeah. tell you something. He
0: sure fucking did it.
1: Yeah. It, but the ass backwards way. Man. Who gets famous after they get sober? It ain't that that's not how that timeline works, bro. Yeah, you're, not, you're right. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to stay alive after you get famous, that's when you get sober. Yeah. As Stevie Ray Vaughan, who died in sobriety. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like,
0: that's just crazy.
1: <clears throat> I mean that that's the I don't know. Um Kind of the powerful stories like that have I've really been kind of attaching myself to lately. As, Dude, John as Coltrane is why. a
0: very is a very strong artist. So we got Mike Ferris, Nina Simone, and John Coltrane. Yeah. What are three things that you think people should watch?
1: Ooh. Um Definitely shameless. Shameless oh, um, is great. Dude, I mean, Frank Gallagher. Yeah, um, Freaks and Geeks. You know, I had to throw that out there. Bro,
0: so you sent me a Snapchat the other night of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. And, and, and like, Freaks and Geeks is a very, very small cult following, especially in this area. Like, not a lot of people are into that. Right. Freaks and Geeks is great. I'm so stoked you're, you're into that. Did you, or have you always been into that? You know what, a More A um, recent find. No, uh, actually. God, it was
1: probably three years ago. You were the one that suggested it to me, and I didn't know. that. I thought Bro. there was going to be, like, ten seasons, and I watched the season, and I was like, where's the other season? And that's so it. So heartbreaking. It's it
0: but you it's know, like, so good. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. to see those actors and every one of them went on to do very huge things. Yeah. And they kind of kept the comedy troupe
1: together yes, too. Like did. a lot of them work yeah. together still and, it, and it's kind of that whole Bill Murray um the, uh, the Owen Hollywood Wilson Lampoons thing. Yeah, dude, like it's like certain people just work well together. Yeah. It's like a comedy troupe, you know. Um I think uh Who was was
0: the guy that wrote that? Uh, Uh, Judd Apatow. Yes.
1: Um, He got the ball rolling for that troupe. And and he knew – he was on uh, the show uh, Comedians and – cars C- cars and, and he talks about that And he was like after i created freaks and geeks he goes i knew i had the shit
0: i knew like yeah. that was gold and it wasn't even gold I've to a, start i've actually you know, suggested like, on an older episode that people watch comedians in cars getting coffee yeah you learn a lot about people that you respect oh yeah man oh yeah dude T- that's so
1: good ton- i've watched that whole series yeah. multiple times yeah um i mean shit that, that's a, that could be a whole another show about stand-up comedy and the relation to the world and everything else oh, my but God. but
0: that's, I feel like I'm a comic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and,
0: and you don't you don't feel that until you watch that show. You're like, oh shit! So I guess I'm just one of you guys.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: You know what? Uh, as my
1: I don't even know know what number this is, but as my third thing to say to watch would probably be that show and um, Aziz Azari, His master of none. What? Well, no. His his interview on um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld show. Yeah. He talks about. Relationships. You know, we're from the same town. Uh, Simpsonville or Bennisville. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he talks about um, the new age relationship and like um, how girls don't even have to uh, reject guys anymore. They just don't answer. They just don't respond to a text, a yeah. snap or whatever. And it used to be at least girls used to have to say no. Yeah. Like or no thank you or I'm not interested. Now it's it, – you know what it's called? Ghosting ghosting huh <laughs> you know like it, it used to be back in the day you had to call someone's house if and if they weren't home you had to leave an answer a message with their mom or dad hey this is uh josh calling your daughter um just uh that's just the, letting you know whoo talk about scary that's the biggest difference in those times and these kids will never know that they will never had to know... call and talk to a girl's dad a potentially hell yeah my buddy we were just talking about uh did you ever get shown a gun cabinet and i was like hell yeah and then we were talking and he was like the same girl <laughs> 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 his same daddy showed us the same gun cabinet that's but,
0: fucking great
1: but you know what i mean that the aziz azari it, just his it wasn't like as a comedy show he was just talking about kind of like life and he goes yeah. i don't think this is fair like g- girls are are saying all." Want all these expectations from guys and and all these things like oh oh I, I want him to be completely shaved and have a six pack and whatever blah blah, blah. and then they're like okay that guy's so macho, well which which one do you want
0: <laughs> you know Bro, in my in my experience I've learned that very few people know what they want mm. in any gender and it's. Uh, it's something that'll become more clear to you in these in these coming moments ju- or coming months of not. Well, you're in it already, of just not of seeing the fish in a barrel thing down here that, that just keeps going on. Sure. Everybody's the same sure. on both sides of the gender spectrum. Or not, I say both. <laughs> Who am I to subject? <laughs> like there's only two. <laughs> Who the fuck am I to say that? How dare you? How dare I say that? <laughs> we have four bathrooms in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just saying. <laughs> on any side of the gender spectrum, nobody knows what they want. And everybody is just so wrapped up in what they think everybody else want thinks they should want mm. and that totally molds what they what they think they want and then when they actually get that thing they realize oh i didn't want this right and 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 all that shit's not you i tell you what ladies get you a big man <laughs> you want to fulfill happiness we can get you happy in the kitchen we'll ask you how your motherfucking day was <laughs> Musicians make the best lovers. That's for damn sure.
1: We can find rhythm anywhere. We
2: we'll
1: find rhythm anywhere. Find rhythm anywhere.
0: Finding rhythm anywhere seems like a good place to cut it out. I like that it. sounds like a good sign off. We are at two hours and thirteen minutes right now of straight healthy, talk, healthy show, healthy talk, good shit. So, in in synopsis. We're gonna go listen to Mike Ferris, Nina Simone, and John Coltrane and watch Shameless Freaks and Geeks and Aziz Ansar's interview on comedians and cars getting coffee, Absolutely. which is fucking great. That's in episode season two, I think. I think. But I don't know. Check. It's on Netflix, bitches. Yeah. But anyhow, Brother Josh, Josh's Kitchen. Hanging out in Merle's and all that stuff. Episode 20. Look for my food truck coming soon. What? Food truck coming soon. Joshy's Kitchen. What? Getting up in your shit. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're getting the fuck out of here. Thanks bro. for having me, man. Thanks for being here. Man. <laughs> Peace, bitches. <laughs>